What's up, man? This is Tariq Trotter. Right now, you're listening to Old You Radio. This is Joey Diaz, and you're listening to All You Radio. You're beautiful, baby. Thank you for your time, guys. I love you guys. Listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. Welcome to All Ute Radio with your hosts, Rebecca and Sasha. It is a beautiful Thursday night. Hey, Sasha. How are you? How is everyone doing? Good. I noticed that the trees are starting to turn color. Yeah, I actually noticed that. I was looking out the window where I work, and the trees all looked kind of turning colors, and it's been overcast lately, so it was really gray out, and I could have sworn I, like should have brought in a peacoat and some gloves before I headed out. A peacoat? Don't... You know, Language. For pee-pee. <laughs> I saw the most incredible thing as I walked in. Yes. It was bizarre. I've never seen something like this. I was walking in, and the sun was shining all over campus, like where I was walking in by the union, it was shining. And I looked up and there were no clouds above me. There were a couple kind of all around, but not a single cloud even sort of above my head. Not even above the union anywhere. The sun was like bright as could be. And I started to hear raindrops on the trees and then a couple hit me. And like these really slow, really fat raindrops were just like everywhere. Like all the trees were like making noise from it, but there was not a single cloud anywhere near my head and i'm pretty intelligent and i can usually look at these things god probably got emotional when he saw you walk in i was like like, look at that sexy girl well then i walked by and then some of the spanish-speaking workers the whatever they're doing out there whistling at you no but they were making a few comments in spanish and i could pick up enough words I, I don't think they thought I would speak any Spanish, yeah. but I could pick up enough words to gather that they were like cheesy pickup line comments that guys would say. It was hilarious. But the rain thing was freaking me out. You can change that. You can get fat. Yeah. Yeah. That'll change it all for you. I figure, you. well, like I just give it a couple of years. Give it a couple of years. I have to like have my prime and then I can wither away slowly. I hope not. I hope you <laughs> hit your prime when you're 85 40. years old. Oh, wow. That's optimistic hey <laughs> but it was raining do you know how that happens have you ever seen that happen i am not a weatherman it was crazy i like i really intend to look this up while we're here i bet we could have curtis ray come in sometime and teach us yes. about weather 
It was or crazy. I'm serious. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It was like looked like a miracle moment. Because the, sn- the, the rain was not just like regular rain. It was like catching the sunlight in such a way that you could see every drop as it was falling. And they were like kind of, it wasn't like a lot of rain. It was just like little tiny drops every couple seconds. Every, it was crazy. Hmm. We have an exciting show today, Becky. Tell me about La it. LaBecca. LaBecca. We have Jason Harvey coming in about 6.30 today. He's uh, nominated for, I believe it's called an Artsy Award, which is some City Weekly Award. So we'll talk to him about that. 7.30, we have Patty coming in. P-Rama. Patrick Ramirez. Friend of all you radio. Friend. He's starting to become part of the show. And we're going to be doing in-depth, gumshoe-blooming of 80s music. We've picked six or seven songs. Apparently, Patrick has a game we're going to be playing. He's done quite the production. So, should be very exciting. So, prepare to laugh. Prepare to have your cheeks hurt and your stomach hurt from laughter. I was just educated. Through Yahoo Answers. Uh, Yahoo. It says, if you, specifically the answer gives this example, which is exactly what I'm talking about, so we're going to go with it. If you live near the base of a tall mountain and a storm had recently dumped a large amount of snow or precipitation (laughs) near the top of the mountain, a few days later, under a clear blue sky, the wind can become strong near the mountaintop, and then that precipitation carried into the sky and falls shortly thereafter so it's not real rain it's not rain it's just it's lazy rain that yeah, gets caught in the wind it's been so like stormy a dumb up here yeah and so the mountains are like shaken off and they're shaking off all sexy. over campus <laughs> the mountains are kind of sexy right now they're the getting, purple mountains and the, the valley of smoke right that's crazy. We bring that promo back. How cool. It was so cool. I can't I like feel bad for everyone who missed it. It was one of the coolest things. I'm gonna like tell talk to about it when I'm eighty five with my grandchildren. I'll be like, What time I saw it rain <laughs> with no clouds? It was like God was smiling on us. I like or it. Or something. I'll get an accent. I'll you figure should, it out. Well you need to get like a Louisiana like <gasps> bayou. Backwoods. Yeah. Like, so that we have to making gumbo out back. <laughs> So next week's kind of a sad week for OU Radio. It's our last Thursday show. But Tuesday, we have some fantastic guests coming in. We have a woman coming in who's a Columbine survivor from the shootings. What? Next week? Mm Mm-hmm. And she also was on the editing team for the movie Avengers. And she's got a charity out there for uh, people that have been part of mass shootings in America. So... Should be a very, very interesting interview. After her, we have a comedian coming in who has her own TV show called LOL. She's going to come in and teach us about public access TV and all funny things on public access. I think that's pretty cool. And then Thursday, to close out this summer project called The Second Show, which... (laughs) has been very fascinating to it watch it evolve. Somewhat tumultuous. It's been challenging, but we've worked hard and we've had great guests, so it's been good. We've had uh, a lot of co-hosts. What's that noise? Was that my computer? Your computer's J-rolling you. I know, <laughs> but n- what is playing? I don't know. Keep talking, and then I want to talk about how ads can just play music all of a sudden. And then Thursday, the 21st, 
We have 97.1 FM DJ Wayne Thompson Jr. He's that strapping young man that helped me go Twitter viral a little bit. I got three new tweets today about it, by the way. From who? Oh, she must have been nine. What did she say? No, she just retweeted and followed me. Oh, my gosh. And then we have Randall Carlisle coming in. Again? On Thursday to finish up that part, too. Yeah. He was like the storyteller of the century. Yes. The best stories, too. We had great reviews about his show. Did we? I highly suggest any of you who didn't listen to Tuesday's show, which Jackson Banks co-hosted and Wallace Fetzer was in, Apparently, Jaxie Banksy wants to have a baby with you. Not out of love, Tell but just to, to have a baby. Tell him to take a ticket and stand in line. <laughs> he seemed very depressed that you weren't in studio, but then he seemed very proud that you weren't in studio and he was co-hosting. <laughs> it was beautiful. Was he? He was like, I am the new co-host. Yeah, he had some swag. He, you know, his collars were sharp, but it was a fantastic time. It was a thing. <laughs> so school starts here pretty soon, peoples. Yeah. A lot of change at KU. A lot of DJs coming in that you've never heard before. We're turning them up, working them hard. It's going to be a lot of formatting changes. It's going to be a whole if, new KU. Oh, yes. So basically every hour, every week is going to be themed. So one block of time will be alternative music. Another block Every of time. single day. Yes. And we encourage you to let us know, let the suits of KU know on Facebook whether or not you like it. But you'll find OU Radio Tuesdays, 7 to 10 o'clock. And from 9 to 10, Camp Jackie with Jackson Banks. You know, because what else could we do but give him more listeners once all these kids come back on campus? Because the summertime's the leaner times for (laughs) KU. And now he's got, what, 15,000 new freshmen to Harris? Uh-oh. Yes. Good things. Good Our guest. Fun. He's here. He's here. So let's go to break. Let's come to this computer for a second. We we'll have Jason Harvey in. Thanks Exciting. for listening. Hey, Sasha and Rebecca, take it from a pro. You know, a real radio guy, hooker from Rock 106.5. Shut up and go to break. Your summer just got a whole lot better. All Ute Radio is now streaming live two nights a week on KUteRadio.org. Listen every Tuesday and Thursday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Or catch the podcast on demand. Yes! Welcome back to Old Ute Radio. We have our guest in studio, Jason Harvey. Hello, funny man. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. How are you guys? Oh, How it's a now? pleasure to have you in studio. I've been a big fan of yours and your work ethic for a long time. Thank you very much. 
you are nominated for an Artsy Award. Yes. Stiff competition. Yes. Uh, Jay Whitaker and Tasha Moer, friends yep. of the show. I think they left a lot of people off that list. They definitely did. There's a lot of great comedians yes. here in Salt Lake. I think Mr. Andy Gold should be on that list. I would not disagree with that. I think uh, our radio co-host, Marty Archibald, should be on that list. But he's never shown up for a show. He's supposed to be on our show as the newsman sitting in that corner on <laughs> Thursday nights. He's yet to come in. <laughs> Does he call in? Um, no. No. He doesn't call in to give you the, hey, this is what's going on, or, hey, I'm really sick. I can't. Uh, nope. I just can't make it in today. Nope. That's that's a bad Marty Archibald <laughs> impression. <laughs> I just can't make it in today. <laughs> that's about Marty. as opposite as. <laughs> It'd be much, much softer. <laughs> For our fans who are dedicated, wise guys, people, there is more comedy stuff stations out there than just wise guys. Jason Harvey, you host Five Monkeys. Yes. I was there when Brian Pope was there, I guess, geez, it must have been 16 months ago now, yeah, 14 months getting, ago. It's up in October. <sighs> I Wish took I over in October. Whoa. Hey there, Sonny. Dad? No, it's just me, KU Radio. But come here, What's I'm happening? gonna teach you how to start a lawnmower. KU Radio. It's I'm like your heckled. dad. Are you hearing that? Turn off there you go. There's nothing board. playing on the board, though. No, there isn't. It's a phantom board. I get heckled, guys. See, no, that's, that's what the it power is. of Jackson <laughs> Banks. Like, he'll just screw his everything up. His own, his promo, like, <laughs> has to come blasting through when he wants it to. So Jackson, I'll, uh, I'll let him plug whatever anytime I'm just over top of me. Anytime. <laughs> Promote that guy. I sorry, I had to just check if it was still going. It is, so I don't think we can trust the board for the rest of the show. Sweet. We'll just no play music all night then. Sorry, guys. Sorry, KU. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> no, so Jackson, uh, it's, I got him. He came in as a guest, and he used to do KU a while ago for years. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we need to get you back on because he's hilarious. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. He's someone I definitely think should have been nominated also. That Absolutely. makes me laugh so hard <laughs> <laughs> and so he does this show called camp jacksy camp jackie. jackie with jackson banks and i'm producing it and we're developing a great relationship and friendship and yeah. he's starting to come on the show all the time and he and becca just have this love explosive hatred. relationship yeah. <laughs> <laughs> explosive co-host relationship it's fantastic it, it tickles me because I never know like when the machetes are gonna come out or she's gonna start throwing shoes at him. It, it's 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 hilarious. You never know. So now that that's out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. Um, you took over for Brian Pope at Five Monkeys. Yeah, I've been uh, running the five uh, comedy at Five Monkeys since October of last year. How's it going for you? I love yeah. it. It's I, I really love that stage a lot. Um, as far as like bar stages mm-hmm. go, it's my favorite stage in uh, all of Utah. It's in Murray. It seems like it's in a bad part of town, but it's really not. No, no, it's a great. It, sometimes hard to find because it's yeah. seven east instead of seven hundred east. Yeah. And so when you tell people, yeah, it's forty eight hundred south, seven east, you have to be like there, literally like, seven. East. In between state and Maine. Let's get this right, guys. <laughs> Please show up to the show. Last time I was there, it was a packed house. 
and I think that was uh, Pope's last show, so I don't know if there was a coincidence to that. But you guys, I hear you got good numbers. Yeah, I mean, we we do pretty we do pretty well every time, and uh, now the shows are on Thursdays, so it's tough because that's when the Twilight Concert Series is yes. going on too, and so we have to compete with that. Um, the no, last our live <laughs> show, we do a live show on Thursdays, oh. obviously, and we've been feeling that too with them. Twilight, boo. Yeah, Beck tonight. Who <laughs> wants to see Beck? Not me. I, I would. <laughs> you know. I like I Beck. thought about I'm a, it. I'm a 90s child, so. Or not even a child. I, I was a teen in the 90s, so. <laughs> I thought about going to Beck, but the crowd at Twilight has gotten worse and worse. Either they're rowdy and yeah. insane, or they're, like, the least fun people to be at a concert with. Yeah. Like, you start dancing and people are just looking at you like, what? You want to see a great photo of what happened to her last year at <laughs> Twilight? <laughs> yes, I would love she to She got it. punched in the face by oh a grown gosh. man. Oh, my gosh. I got punched. By, a, by what? A grown, grown man. man? Yeah. Two grown, okay. belligerent men were fighting in a packed crowd for Kid Cudi. Oh, my. Packed crowd. That's awful. Yeah. And they and started. And Kid Cudi, like, that's not yeah. a place to fight. And they started fighting. And the crowd was just really, really tight. And everyone kind of, like smushes in when there's a fight yeah. and i was right next to them when they started fighting but they were we didn't know who they were they kind of just like backed in all of a sudden and started like arguing and so I, we were trying to get out and i just got tripped down and then they fell down and he went to punch the other guy and instead punched me in the head on the ground and i was like i'm out and for those of you who haven't seen awful. the picture it's on my twitter feed from a while ago but her whole face is black and blue. Like, yeah. she got hit hard. Yeah. Got a, I never had a concussion yet. And that was my first. She oh. was oh, so man. mad. <laughs> no, I didn't even see the concert. I put up with the whole opening act and, like, the craziness of finding a good spot at Twilight. And it happened literally within five seconds of him walking on stage. <laughs> so you didn't even get to see Kid Cudi? No. Oh. Well, you missed out because he is great. I saw the him at uh, was Salt Air when he came with... Uh, Cage actually came with him to so they performed together on it stage. Was, it was pretty awesome. People were rowdy. He walked out and said, "You guys, let's get rowdy." And then these guys started fighting, and I was like, "Thanks." You know what's weird Kid about Cuddy. that? When I saw when I saw him, it was outside at Saltair. So he was complaining about how he was eating mosquitoes all night just from wrapping and sucking <laughs> in mosquitoes while he was rapping. <laughs> Gotta get that breath. Kitty. <laughs> so, but then he kept telling people, "Hey." Let's all calm down a bit. I see girls out there with scared faces, so let's well, not do that. Well, he wasn't so. looking out for the scared people, at least not at the beginning. Yeah. I And I don't like that we called them grown men. We should have called them adult <laughs> boys. So that, uh, grown men shouldn't fight. They should they <laughs> were crazy. be diplomatic and enough so now to talk I'm, through it. I'm more partial to Twilight. I can't figure out if this is a good song. I think the production's phenomenal in it. Yeah. But it's a weird song. Like it makes me hate uh, those neon lights and hipsters and hipsters. I think I'm just jealous. Neon lights and mustaches, get out! <laughs> You're like, I should have been growing up in this time. It's a total drug song, right? Like he's uh, Kid Cudi. Kid well, Cudi he just said that he quit smoking pot. Like he says it all the time. Like I don't smoke Does anymore. He? But then he came out with the album Into Cudi, like right after that. Uh-huh. Uh, you like, didn't, dude. 
No, dude, I don't need pop. I'm my own pot. Yeah, man, I just take edibles, man. He was like, stop <laughs> I take spending dabs. your money on drugs <laughs> and buy my albums more. You guys shouldn't do drugs. Let me do them. Those guys with daps are funny, and they're like, yeah, weed's so lame. All it smokes is daps, man. Yeah. It's like, it's like, shut up, man. You're killing yourself. <laughs> You're killing yourself. <laughs> Don't you smoke meth? <laughs> yeah. Get it over with quicker. <laughs> she said dragon properly. <laughs> you guys, guess what I did last night? This is fun and exciting. Only because it wasn't supposed to be this fun and exciting. I intended to go to that Let's Be Cops movie. Yes. At Brewies. Johnny went. And... We walked in, and at 8 o'clock, at the same time, the other theater was playing Kung Fu Night. Oh, you got to go to Kung Fu Night. And I've never seen it. And honestly, I'd never seen any Jackie Chan. Like, old school Jackie Dude, Chan. I've seen so Bruce Lee, but never Jackie Chan. Ever. All these years. I'm going to be hated on by saying this, but... Bruce Lee is overrated as far as a martial <gasps> artist in movies go. Really? Yeah, Jet I Li. I love Bruce. Jet Li is where it's at you watch uh fist of legend i i'm a kung fu nerd like that's my favorite <laughs> genre of movie yes. uh jet lee is phenomenal and then there's a new uh there's new kung like martial arts movies out it's Salat is the actual martial art form it's an indonesian martial arts um they 2012 at sundance they had the raid redemption come out which blew my mind at how it's by far the the raid and then the raid redemption and then the raid two are hands down the best action movies I've ever seen. I was shocked that the raid two could be released in U.S. theaters, <laughs> and I went and saw it at Sundance with uh, Gareth Evans. The director was there. I got to meet the martial arts choreographer, uh, Iko Uwais, and he was also the star of the movie. And it blew my mind. Somebody had a seizure Somebody in in the theater. They had to stop the movie. Make sure that guy was okay. Get him out, and then yeah, and then they started. From what the lighter? It was not from the action. I wish it was. I wish it was just like the action's so insane it gives people seizures. <laughs> yes, but uh, <laughs> even though that would be an awful way to market your movie, some people can't have this. <laughs> but uh, it happened to just be at a, at a. They cut into a club, and so it was just like loud thumping, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And then lights just started hitting, and that's what? when and his body yeah, just the got the case of the effort. Yep, yeah. just <laughs> lost it, and uh, so we're all getting excited because we know there's about another amazing fight scene to happen. And then we hear somebody call a medic. Is there a doctor in here? <laughs> Which I've never been in a room when that's happened, and it is kind of exciting. Yes, you were a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, this movie causes seizures. You, did you live tweet it? No, unfortunately, we had to turn our cell phones off. <laughs> Sundance. <laughs> so, Sundance. finish up, Becca. What? Oh, sorry. Yes, what I was interrupted I saying you. Something? No, you're uh, you were talking about uh, oh, Kung movie. Fu Night. I saw it, and it was so awesome. And I was like, "Wait, how did he start making family movies?" Money. Well, his movies with Chris Tucker were awesome. The Rush Hour movies. Yeah, yeah. I liked them. Yeah, they were actually really he, fun. It was crazy. And, uh, I was happy to be there. <laughs> There's a, a movie called Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, yes. and it's it's awesome. It's it, pretty much the original Karate Kid is almost how okay. it has like that same type of feel where this guy just gets picked on all the time, and then this martial artist takes him under his wing and makes him amazing. And it's just a really, it's a pretty cool movie, but it's the first time that he teamed up with 
who was the director of that. It's the same guy who did the martial arts choreography for The Matrix and... Uh, oh, Wu? John Wu? No, no. Uh, Yen Wu Ping. Yeah. Yep. Yen Wu Ping. And then... Uh, I want that to be my name. I know. I want to <laughs> be yeah, that I guy. I get more <laughs> into it. When we were in Thailand, I'm from Thailand, and when we were there a couple summers ago... Are you uh, good? Becca gave me her cough. Everyone. I do. I know. I breathed all over the place in here, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I was sick. But so my mom's from Thailand, and we were there a couple, one of the trips a couple of years ago. We met the Ong Bak guys yeah, I was and their Tony team. Ja. Tony, Tony Jaws. Ja. I was just going to say, you met, if you're Thailand, you got to know Tony Jaws. We met all of those guys, and it was like was it super cool. They were in there like doing tricks for us in the living room of the house we were staying in. It was crazy. He was he was like friends of a friend or something. I don't. I didn't even know how cool it was until like at least a couple years later. And I was like, wait, but you guys, you here know this guy yeah, too? Yeah, like Ung Bok. Oh wow! I saw Ung Bok, but I saw that after I saw there was a movie that my my friend and I used my best friend and I watched way too many martial <laughs> arts movies. We're like the twelve-year-olds that never grew up. Yeah, Power Rangers, man! People kicking and punching. It's Did you make nunchucks and throwing stars? Because we used to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I right. definitely. I but now I just recently went and bought them because I'm <laughs> over eighteen. Like I'm not gonna make them. <laughs> they make them better weighted. Like that's actually a way better weighted. You were a Jean Claude Van Damme fan too. I actually have Jean Claude Van Damme's autograph because <gasps> when I was Look at twelve, you star. yeah, I when I was twelve, uh, his address was in some magazine that my best friend had. <laughs> So we both wrote him, like, hey, you're the best. Yeah. And he had just had a baby at the time, so we're like, congratulations on your new baby. And, uh, like, six weeks later, without even thinking anything, I get something in the mail. And it says, it, it's a manila envelope, and it has stamped on it, photo, do not bend. Yeah. And it's addressed to me, a 12-year-old. Like, <laughs> I don't get mail. And uh, so my mom hands it to me, and she's like, this is for you. And I'm thinking in my head, what a, what kind of photo like yeah. i gotta go open this right. in my room because if somebody sent me something Some that porn. my mom yeah. yeah that my mom <laughs> can't see i'm gonna open it in there so i go and i open it up and i pull it out and it's jean-claude van damme in his time cop jacket oh, like uh yeah. just uh some headshots of him that he just signed van and damme. he was super glam boy back in oh, time yeah. Cop era. oh yeah like there would be like four minute scenes where he's like doing, doing the splits, splits between chairs <laughs> yeah all you could tell, like, he was like to the producer, you must show me with six-pack abs from yep. every angle. And, <laughs> and like, he had a man bulge and, like, the whole thing. It was just, it was. <laughs> do, you, do you remember in Kickboxer when he's, like, training in Thailand and that dude <laughs> keeps pulling those ropes that just keep give, making him yes. do the splits more and more? <laughs> That you should really watch splits. those movies. Uh, I need to. Uh, Bloodsport Blood is amazing. fantastic. Yeah. When he gets the stuff thrown in his eyes and he's like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad Mitch convinced me to go. I was like, at first I was like, seriously, you seriously want me to move theaters right now? I got a good spot in the back. This is perfect. And he was like, it's so Becca. It's Jackie. And I was like, oh my gosh. You, you should yeah. watch uh, Drunken so Master too. Drunken Master is really In a crowded movie theater. Yeah, he was just saying, he was like, you've never seen Drunken Master. He's going to make me watch it. You, after you'll that enjoy one. it. And it's I was like, really next. good. We'll Drunken, do that next. Drunken style kung fu is really cool to watch because it just is confusing. Like, what is yeah. this guy doing? He just fell <laughs> down. It oh, makes you want to get drunk. Yeah. He meant to do that? <laughs> ah, this guy fights really good on his back. So let's dig into this deeply then. The Rizza from the Wu-Tang Clan has kind of taken his soul from New York 
and implanted it into the kung fu world yes. where he is now one of the major music composers in modern kung uh, fu, kung fu movies yeah i thought that television show afro samurai yeah. was one of the best things i ever saw i only saw a few episodes of that but it, it didn't was last so long enjoyable. yeah it was unfortunate but it was cool because Afro Samurai doesn't talk. And then you have Samuel L. <laughs> yeah. Jackson just running his yeah. mouth the whole time. And I love Samuel L. Jackson. I couldn't figure out why that didn't keep going. It seemed like in, on Cartoon Network it would have become... A cult yeah. following. Yeah. yeah, it should have. Oh. I Sometimes there's just those things that never catch on, unfortunately. Or they catch on too late. Firefly, for instance, on like the sci-fi show that Joss Whedon did. Like, I watched some of that. It's awesome. It's such a good series, and then it got canceled after one season. Um, there's a, so many shows get canceled after one season. Not Arrested Development. That did get canceled, Arrested but not Development after so one good. season. But, That's uh, actually an inter- interesting term. I, I I thought there was a lot of subversive racism with that title because they used to call black people, you know, in the Jim Crow days, that they had Arrested Development because they were black. Yeah. And it's a real derogatory term to the black yeah, community. No I did not and know so that. And so every time I saw it on Fox in my dumb brain, I was like, wow, this is like real subversive racism. I don't that think I ever even knew that. I never knew that. Well, see, that's the interesting thing about language is you do know it subconsciously because, you know, you were living in this planet. And the term arrested development was a really big deal back then. I don't think I'd day. ever even known it was a term until the show. I was like, huh, what yeah. does it yeah. mean? And I was like... And then, and then the, the, the other word, one there was a black rap group called Arrested Development. Yeah, there was. So it was yeah. a themed the 90s, racism yeah. thing, and it had to be from some producer in Hollywood that was like, oh, let's sneak this in. Like that subversive cult uh, paradigm that exists in Hollywood. It, it doesn't make sense otherwise. Yeah. I never even knew. Yeah. It's weird. And yeah, that is kind of weird. I never knew that. <laughs> Learning things. <laughs> Learning things on OU Radio. <laughs> Yeah, we just give you fun facts. Can you believe? Look at what this little this little gem I struck upon by mentioning going <laughs> martial arts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who no, thought no. you'd be a grandmaster so of all things martial arts? So are you a Tarantino fan of his just, martial arts? This art is breaking works? news. Kill Bill is actually my favorite of Kill Bill Volume Two. If I have to pick one of them, okay. is my favorite. Tarantino is that the movie. one where the old man yes. in China has the white goatee yes. and he Pi flips mate. onto the sword. Yes. I want him to have his own feature movie. I, I know he does that. too in China. Well, and uh, that's the whole thing is like Pai Mei was actually uh, I learned this from watching uh, the commentary about that but Tarantino talked about how Pai Mei was a villain in several different kung fu movies yes. and so that's why he wanted to pull him into this and make him a baby so face. He, yeah, so that he teaches these assassins how to go out and just destroy people. I didn't think he should have been poisoned. No. I thought they should have kept him over. Do you think Tarantino did that just to be like, screw you fans? I think it was, uh, no, I think it was kind of like an homage because uh, in in Jet Li's Fist of Legend and then in, uh, because Fist of Legend is actually a remake of Bruce Lee's um, Chinese Connection. And in both of those movies, the the master who was teaching them is poisoned. And that's like in Fearless, the Jet Li movie Fearless, he's actually portraying that master who gets poisoned. And so in the end of that movie, he gets poisoned while he's still fighting all of these people. Like they poison his tea in, the, mm. in between this, this fight. And I think that's kind of what it was, is like an homage to this is the only way you could kill this guy is by sneaking this in there and actually being a really terrible person. 
What did you think of Tom Cruise during the Samurai movie? Last Samurai? I, you know what? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I remember when I watched it, I, I did really like Me it. Me too. But I, Tom Cruise, honestly, I, as a person, don't think I would like, care to meet him ever. Sure. He Phenomenal makes actor. great movies. Like yeah. he's, it's well, he's rare paired for him with do... a good script and yep. a great director and producer. Always. Yeah. I guess that's when you're a twenty-five million dollar actor, actor in a movie. Yeah. You get that. Yeah, he used to get. I think he used to get a hundred million a movie, but I think he's. They just aren't paying. I think like after the to. Jim Carrey debacle where he bombed his last four twenty-five million dollar movies, yeah. it's all changed from then. Yeah. Movies have changed. You're a big movie fan. Though. I love movies. Yeah. On your Twitter account, it says you do producing. Uh, producer of my comedy show. Okay. Yeah. So I do. So you've uh, never done television or. Uh, just just the sketch. Sketch stuff that we did. Um, Glass Eye Dog. Glass Eye yeah. Dog on YouTube. And then uh, and then I just produce um, the live comedy show called Comedy and Other Opinions. Yeah. And so, yeah, I produce that once a month where I... I'm a very slow person, and my memory is awful. But I'm almost convinced that we had your other two from Glass Eye Dog in studio on OU Radio. You may have. Because back in the 40s or... Yeah, back in the 40s, 30s episodes. Because I know in our KU banners, there's a big picture with the glass-eyed dog. Yeah. So we must have. Yeah. And I remember it being a good show. We've had uh, Bob Doran. Yes. We've had Toy Supin. Yeah, I love Toy Supin. I'm such a <laughs> fan of improv. How did you get into improv? That's actually how I got into comedy. Sure. Is, uh, in high school, a few of my friends used to just goof around and we would... Uh, just improv hanging out like instead of like going and playing baseball or doing yeah. you know basketball or anything like you that you were doing we were just, martial arts scenes yes we were just okay, me too. just choreography yeah. martial arts in my basement yes and yeah so it, i mean that's pretty much how it started was in high school just goofing off okay. improv and then that's kind of how we wrote glass eye dog was all here's the premise now let's play with whatever and then we would shoot we'd film for about 3 hours and then we'd watch a bunch of footage and go yeah. What was the funniest thing that we said? And that was that was kind of fun going in the editing room and seeing... Because some things didn't seem funny at the time. Right. But the second you start putting it in with other things, it just... just that's it. That's what we need. That's going to be so funny. And it ended up being way funnier in the editing process mm -hmm. than it was actually filming when you were frustrated. Like, well, we need to do... We, we've got to take it here. How do we get here? Did you do theater as a kid in middle school or high school? I... I failed drama in yes, high school because me too. I uh, failed. Well, it, it was it was really stupid that I failed. It was because I uh, I skipped other classes so much that I had like U's, so I was unsatisfactory in like citizenship credit. Awesome. So I couldn't go on this trip that I needed to, which was like. It ended up being like seventy percent of your grade, and it's like oh, they wouldn't no. let me go. I'm like, but you don't. Because they were afraid you, you would get, get them in trouble. I don't, maybe, yeah. <laughs> we can't let him go. What will he say on stage? Were you the class clown? Kind of, I guess. Yeah, I goofed off a lot. I think it was just more ADD, like me trying to entertain myself, but mm -hmm. it ended up interrupting people class laugh. and people would <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Comedy seems like a very difficult thing to want to be as a as a career yes, choice. Yes, it is very difficult. But you seem very animated. You seem unafraid of the crowd. How do you learn that? How do you do that? By doing it a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the first the first time I went up was uh, actually uh, September 30th of uh, 2009. I went and did 
Wise Guys open mic for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it was terrifying, but I had been writing because I I knew I wanted to do it. And I had just barely got divorced and so i took some time like i'm not not ready for this i don't have the self-confidence i still hate myself because my ex-wife hates me Aww. so let's she doesn't hate me now <laughs> we're, You're good. Like, we're good now. we're actually yeah we're actually Eight really good later. friends now yeah. yeah it's it's awesome to be there but uh so i was nervous um i went up and i did pretty well because i had been writing for about six months at that point and once i got up on stage i just knew wow this is awesome like walking off stage i'm like i did it I finally, I finally did that, and it was like next week. There, I'm signing up again. Were you butterflied like walking up the first time? The first time, I was so nervous because you at Wise Guys, like this is when Trolley Square was still open, so it's so dark mm-hmm. in there, and there's the spotlight on the stage, and that's it. And so you're kind of standing up against the wall, like knowing, oh, I'm on deck. Mm-hmm. I have to go up next. Uh, all right, I gotta get, I gotta do this. <laughs> like I gotta, gotta get ready. Gotta get like amped up a bit, and then. The weirdest thing is that, like, once I get on stage, it's almost not an out-of-body experience, but it doesn't feel like – it just feels like it's comedy's taking over. Sure. Like, it's just like I get You're in a different mindset. Yeah, and uh, performed, walking – I got some laughs, so it felt good. <laughs> and then walking off stage was just like I felt like I had accomplished what I've wanted to do since I was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, I'm doing comedy now. I, I'm making people laugh. I like it. And so now you're kind of developing your own shows at Sandy Station or Five Monkeys. So you're booking other comics. Yes. Is that a tough thing to do? Is there pressure of, you know, because I know you guys are all kind of friendly. Yeah. Is do you get like phone calls? Hey, man, why why haven't I been on your show? Yada yada yada. Yeah, I got. I actually even this week I've had like two people ask to be on the show, and I just had one of them had just recently been on the show, like a two months earlier where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, that you just barely were on my show. So I've got to give it, got to give mm-hmm. it some time. And then there was another guy that it was just like, I just don't see you out at open mics enough. Like you're not writing and developing new material and working through it. So I, until then I was like, that's kind of what my shows are reserved for is for those people that put in all of that time where they're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. So then they can come out and do the show and actually make like a little bit of money. It's never, that's Keith's it's never philosophy good, too. That's it. it People aren't good when they start comedy. Even like you, you might get some good laughs here and there, but it takes a long time to develop a good stage presence and to not to the, get to the point that you're not mimicking other comedians, where it's like you have the same style as this person. Oh, the or, Robin yeah, Williams effect. Exactly. Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, where people, I'm depressed. You know, like, uh, yeah. I, One thing that when Wallace was in last week and Jackie was in. We actually touched on a conversation which I don't think's ever been brought up in OU Radio because we talk a lot of comedy with a lot of funny people. And the conversation was this. Why not? Because Wallace and Jackie like to throw out jokes very quickly. Mm -hmm. They like to always be coming up with new, fresh things. And then there's that real philosophy of build your hour. Yeah. Build, build, build till you have a solid hour and 20 minutes, Yep. right? So that if you forget something or something's bombing, you can throw it out. You know, Steve Solberg's really good at doing that. Steve Solberg's yeah. awesome. He actually put me on my first show uh, outside of Open Mic. I believe that. He's yeah, a good he's man. He's such a good guy. I really and, like uh, him And so then we were having this conversation of why continually hit 
that 60 minutes with the same jokes because if I see you in October, I'm likely going to see 75% of it in August. It's yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder if that hurts an audience because people don't want to come out and see the same people over and over again. But I really kind of like the idea of what Wallace does of just almost every week he's got new material. But I could see club owners being like, dude, you need to, like, tighten up. You need to, you know, be a little bit more like everybody else. Can you kind of delve into that topic a little bit? See, I'm where I think you need to kind of walk a balance in between that because there's you can keep coming up with new material and new material but maybe not it doesn't even have to be new material maybe you need to go back to that older joke and see what new you can do with it Mm -hmm. and so you just develop it into something else because a lot of a lot of my jokes that I tell I've been working on you know three years to develop it into something else where oh well now I bridge it into this and then this can go here now this can go here so yeah I mean it I think there needs to be just kind of that line where it's you've developed the material at open mic so you're you know like there's wise guys on Wednesdays there's Moe's Tuesday at 7:30, and I, that's where I think you should try new material all the time and when you're on shows you do the stuff that you know, hey, this works because you're dealing with a different crowd. Mm-hmm. So they haven't seen you do those jokes before. But so, I mean, it's, I think both philosophies are good or even every time you maybe change the joke up when you're telling it. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of my jokes, I, dive, I like get into the improv side of it where it's like, okay, I've, the setup's going to be the same, but now I'm going to act it out in a different way. So it becomes more organic and to that show where I can say callbacks from something that I've already done previously on, on that same show to make that joke a little bit funnier for that crowd right then. How important is energy? Because I've seen comics where one day they'll kill it, right? Yeah. You see them again, it might even be a week later at a different place, but their energy level's not there, so their jokes aren't as funny. It seems like... <coughs> <laughs> Beck is so sick. I like your Philly shirt, by the way. I lived in Philadelphia for a little oh, bit. Oh, it's phenomenal how bad the Phillies are. Oh, well, and how good they were just like a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They were the last of the steroid team, I think. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. And I, I'm a Roy, uh, Roy Halliday fan. Like, that guy was so Doug good. Holiday, and yeah. then all of a sudden wasn't like mm-hmm. just like not relevant at home in baseball. Like, come, well, come on, man, please. And, like, he might have been the best pitcher since Greg Maddox I in terms of just being a scientific pitcher. On it. Yeah. Ball placement was unreal with that And guy. that changeup where he would hit you with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, blow your chin up by your armpit, and then he'd come back with a breaking ball that was 68 miles an hour off yeah. the plate. Stunning. Yeah, that's uh, he was my favorite pitcher to watch. I really uh, – Jared Weaver, I used, I liked watching him. The Angel years player, ago. yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a pretty good pitcher, also. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like his mechanics. I think that's why he's not pitching anymore. Yeah. You know, too much twerk on that. He kind of had like a fork ball, split finger, and th- those are tough. My grandpa was a bat boy for the Philadelphia Athletics. Oh no way! And so I was adopted into a baseball fan, right? Yeah. As an A's fan, 
and you know well, then, Jose Canseco was the the man yeah. to love when I was growing up. And then Mark McGuire having red hair because like you get picked on as a little boy when you have red <laughs> hair, and I could say, look, what up? Mark McGuire is like the man on the planet. Cranking him out. So twenty years go by, the A's are bad, and the last three years, they're winning the divisions. And now they're the best team in baseball. I seriously don't know how we haven't talked about this yet because I was thinking about it the other day. I right. was like, how is this happening? Yep. I've already <laughs> ordered two playoff tickets for this fall. That's awesome. Because they're going to go. <clears throat> it's confusing to me that you get rid of your number four cleanup hitter and a guy that can throw a strike from center field. <laughs> you, but, you know, and then you get Beckett. And it wasn't Beckett. Who did they get from the Red Sox? Lester, they got John yeah. Lester for him, and Lester—they're saying he's going to get two hundred million dollars next year, and it's not going to be with A's. Really? Yeah. So they're just going all in for a World Series this year. Big fan of that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. make them be good. Well, that's be a baseball of it too. Baseball is weird like that too, where you don't know who the dominant team will ever be because someone know. could turn it on like just mid-season and just take over like it's such a weird you never know until you know for sure yeah there have been like even the phillies years where you're like they'll never come back from that and then one really awesome September, like yeah. it happens and see it's, i love it and it's weird too because that's how i hold out hope when it's so so sad <laughs> it, it's such a fickle sport because i guarantee if the texas rangers played in san francisco they would have won three world series in the last six years but because they play in a place where it's 100% humidity. Like, you can't play baseball in Texas in the summer. It almost seems like they yeah. should be moved for fairness. You can't play baseball in Detroit and Minnesota when they start in the yeah, spring. In spring. Yeah, It completely defeats them. I hope the new commissioner comes in and there's a lot of change in baseball. See, that, and that's what's so weird about baseball, too, is the stadiums. Like, the, every stadium's different. And it's just such a, a fun sport for that reason. That And how many stats? There's more stats in baseball than, I think, any other sport that I can think of. It's starting to get too nerdy with the whips and kind yeah. of stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, no, I want the guy with the best ERA, most home runs, most yep. RBIs. Yep. Like, yeah, I'll bat 285. That's really good. Yeah. The, the Carlin's got a great bit on that. But <laughs> what I want to do is I want to go to break. Yay. We're going to start playing this 80s music because uh, P-Ram is coming in. Woo. We're going to be breaking stuff down. I think you'll be laying over at least yep. for this break, maybe longer. And uh, Becca's going to clear out her lungs. We're not playing commercials because... Because it's psycho. Yeah, and we don't like crazy. Yeah. So we appreciate you crazy. listening to Old Ute Radio. Where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find you on upcoming shows? How do they get involved with your world? Twitter is just at Jason underscore Harvey. Just look me up on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Jason Harvey Comedy. That's my personal page. And then you're on Instagram. I am on Instagram at at J-A-Y-H-A-R-V. J-Harv. J-Harv. And then uh, shows coming up at either at Sandy Station or Five Monkeys? I've got a show tomorrow night. I'm doing comedy and other opinions tomorrow night um, at Sandy Station. Starts at 7.30. And then on Saturday at 7.30, we have Matt Knudsen Yay. Uh, from L.A. He's Yeah, he's awesome. awesome. So funny. He's been on Conan yep. O'Brien. He's um, been on OU Radio. We've interviewed him. Oh, yeah. For um, the carnival. He came yeah, in last I year. I am yeah. Salt Lake. Uh, Chris Hollyfield interviewed yeah. him. So he's 
been friendly to the podcast he's, world in Salt Lake. Honestly, uh, it's shocking how n- nice of a person he, he is. is. Like, like it, it, it's not that I would ever think, oh, that guy's going to be mean. But, like, some people are busy, you know? Yeah. Like, and they're just like, hey, no, it's nice to meet you. I got my own thing he's going on. He's like a on. Dwayne Perkins. But yeah. he is just really, yeah, Dwayne Perkins is great, yeah. too. Um, it's just Joey nice Diaz. to meet people that are still, like, wherever they are in life, you know, no matter how famous this guy gets, he's going to be a down-to-earth, friendly person because he likes people. Mm-hmm. Um, what day is that again? S- that's going to be Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. What yep. time? So, um, it's 7.30. How much are tickets? I believe they're $8, maybe 10 okay. So, which is still pretty, pretty cheap good. for somebody of that caliber. Are the cops being better to people that go to Sandy Station? Because I remember... Three, four years ago, it was a DUI bust. Like, you go to that bar, you're getting pulled over. Yeah, you know what? I haven't had any problems, so I think they're, okay. they are better. Um, the cool thing, too, is, uh, fingers crossed, Lyft and, uh, is it Uber? Like, yeah. the rideshare? They've always been really cool about, like, posting discounted ride okay. stuff for our shows, too. So if you want to get drunk and not get a DUI... Take taxis, people. Take a taxi. Please, yeah, take, take a taxi or... There's no excuse get, to ever get a ride home. Get don't, behind the don't wheel. Don't drive yeah. drunk. It's... Not a good decision. No, it ever. will ruin your life. And if you get a DUI and you're a student at this campus, all your scholarships, all your grants go out the window within a week. Really? Wow. Yep. I did not know that. No, but if that, you I mean, get that's a convicted of a DUI or a drug crime and you're a student, all the federal grants go away. So what? Yeah, keep that in mind, you party animals. You party. Be safe. Yes. But party. But party be hard. Safe. Be safe. Make well, friends yeah. with the nerds so that uh-huh. you have a designated driver. Yep. To come <laughs> find pregnant people, which <laughs> <Yes. laughs> hey, shouldn't I mean, be hard on a yeah. college campus. <laughs> Make friends with the diabetics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't have you couldn't have the too elderly. many beers. Yeah, the elderly. Yeah, okay. the elderly. I like this. With that, we'll go to break. When we get back, uh, Jason Harvey and uh, P. Rama will be in later. So thank you. Hello, this is Chris Hollifield, host of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. This is Old U Radio. This is our podcast. Listen live Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 9 p.m. Download our podcast on iTunes or find it on KUradio.org. And we're back. Better than ever. Yes. Motivated to finish this next the half of the show. <laughs> See, these are the songs yeah. that uh This Patty whole album is to. awesome, honestly. The whole like, this album? whole album is really good. I think it has Cherokee on on this. Oh. Uh, like this album. If you watch the Hot Rod movie, the majority of the soundtrack is this album. Did you ever watch Rad when you were a boy? Yes. Favorite movie ever. It's it was I don't remember it all that well, other than it made me want to run and jump on my bike and actually be yeah. out. You'd watch that movie and then it's like, no more movies for me. I'm riding my bike. I'm gonna everywhere. become a professional yeah. biker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna bunny hop to the store. So my one of my bosses at Clear Channel, I just found out that his brother named his son Crew after the main character in Rad. That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, man, that's so cool. <laughs> I think that guy, the main guy in uh, Rad has been on Tosh.0 oh really? a few times. Yeah, 
Daniel Tosh loves that movie Rad. Okay. And so he tries to write oh, that guy in as much as possible. I so. forgot I'm in the hipster movement where all this stuff is becoming relevant again. again. Yeah. On, isn't it weird? <laughs> do hipsters oh, did like you com- know that uh, they're going to do a Beetlejuice 2? With Johnny Depp? No, I mean it was Michael Keaton. So it's all the oh, same. Right. Uh, it's all the same people, but I hate Tim Burton now. What? Like, uh, come up with something original. Too dark or? No, like it's just he hasn't done anything original in since the '90s, I think. It's Everything's tough. been a remake, and yeah, but everybody holds him up as this creative. He's a genius. He's such a creative person. Nah. What He's, was that? Uh, he just remade Frankenweenie, which was his first movie. So he remade his own movie. Like, that's, <laughs> you're digging deep, dude. If you... But didn't George Lucas do this kind of with all his Star Wars? Just as it's the same movie, it's the yeah. same plot line. It's cowboys and Indians, but the technology is better. Yeah, like, and I hate. I honestly hate that the technology is better. I think it looked better with models. I don't like new television and new movies like I work in the industry and you know everyone's all pumped yeah man we got eight cameras for this shoot give me two well whatever Jaws is my favorite movie of all time I love that movie and it should have never worked but because they stuck it out and went we gotta figure it out it became an amazing movie like they really pulled it off the shark wouldn't work so they used the camera as the shark which I think (laughs) changed the whole movie and actually made it what was terrifying like oh you don't know what's gonna what you don't see is always scarier than what you do see i was watching a little bit of shark week it's almost becoming like a snuff film like (laughs) with the amount of sharks that they're catching and cutting open and killing let's tag this one let's drill this in through their dorsal fin and then they're like high-fiving each other after they pull up like a four-foot shark yeah it's like it's it's stupid. I do like the camera technology, it's but stupid. underwater. That's but. what I heard. Like somebody, I heard someone talking about something on Shark Week, and they're like, "Yeah, so one whole show was just about setting up a Matrix-style like shark, of uh, the shark coming out of the water to get a seal, and they were trying to set up a camera around it so it could film a glorified and they could pause it. Yeah, film. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, 1999 <laughs> tech film uh, technology being used to scientific purposes but it's very weird because i remember watching animal planet when i was younger and they would have animal on animal violence yeah but you never saw the human on animal violence and now it's like whether you're watching naked and afraid or bear grills or the crab show or the fishing shows there's always an animal being killed yeah and I don't, and with PETA and like all these hippie environmentalists, it surprises me, but we're a violent culture, I guess, yeah. is what it really comes down to, is we're a very violent, bloodthirsty nation. Well, and we like, uh, we're drawn to violence, which is a weird, uh, kind of a weird concept, but just like when she was getting, when that fight broke out, people didn't back out or try and break yeah. it up. They, let's get as close to yeah. this Screw as we that can. Yeah. yeah, let's kick her down. Yeah. Hmm. It bothers me because I'm a big fan of animals, and I understand that I have canine tephuses, and I have to have protein, like large amounts of protein, so I don't have a problem eating meat or animals dying that eat meat, but I think they should be taken care of before they're killed. And then it's like I'm watching Naked and Afraid or 
all these type of survival shows and it's like they're placed in an environment with no food where they have to go kill animals but it's such a fake reality because at their house they have a fridge full of frozen dead animals yeah so are you really tough in it because you can tap out at any moment I think that there should be some rules on this animal killing going on. I think, yeah, <laughs> let's... Or we, just... And we should come up with them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're going to kill the animal, then you have to cut your arm open <laughs> yeah. and attract the foul beast first. <laughs> like on Predator, <laughs> just cutting. <laughs> like, I almost root for the shark when I always he do. bites a surfer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I... It, I actually had like had a joke about I I don't tell it anymore but I had a joke about how I'm a shark attack enthusiast I love it like because uh, I I used to tell a joke about the girl who got her arm bit off that girl surfer who got her arm bit off and still yeah. surfs and I'm like that's not motivational that's a lesson not learned like that's like seeing someone smoke through a trach tube like come on you got to get this I was like she's a shark attack away from. Uh, death or greeting people at Walmart at best, you know? At best. Yeah. My stepdad's been a surfer for 40 years, and now that he's retired, like, it's all he does. But at his break point, there's dolphins that, like, yeah. swim around their surf spot because it's a, in that triangle of great whites from, you know, uh, San Francisco to Hawaii to San Diego. Yeah. And so it's really cool because you get all these dolphins, like, interacting, like, with the surfers and... They're there almost as protection. Isn't yeah. it weird that yeah. dolphins see? I don't know if How it's they can a just mammal whoop connection. A shark's ass. Yeah, well, yeah. And it, it <laughs> might just be because even whales out out in the water, like killer whales, don't really deserve that name because <laughs> they haven't ever attacked like humans in just the wild. Like only they never, the, only, only in the captivity. Yeah. yeah, only in captivity have they killer ever whales. yeah been like attacked people. And I don't. I've always thought about that. Is it because they know we're mammals also? And so they're like, nah, we get that. We know that guy. He needs to come up for air soon. <laughs> Do you think it's actually like we like watching apex animals being killed? Because you don't see us killing butterflies. No, I, I think it. I, yeah, I definitely think it's almost like that. See, we're still at the top of the food chain, guys. You see what we did with a gun? <laughs> you know, we just threw a bomb down there and it got him. <laughs> it's a very militant thing. What's going on? And I don't know. There's a. I'm not a fan of violence. I think it teaches the wrong message, which is weird because I like kung fu movies. Yeah. Well, that, and I to separate. That's that's the difference between I love like the raid two is by far the most violent movie i've ever seen i told the raid two the raid it's that martial arts movie that i saw at sundance but and it's i mean it's extremely violent and i love it because it's stylized it's meant to be for entertainment i think when it's actually happening in real life it's not entertaining at all it's actually a like tragic thing and i think that's that's kind of the difference is you can watch it when it's supposed to be for entertainment and you go Wow, these stuntmen did this. They had this all set up to look this way. They sat in a room for 12 hours planning out what they were going to do is way different than, well, that guy just walked up and started punching that guy in the back of the head until he was on the sidewalk and then just didn't let up. Like, that's just, why did that guy, why, why would that guy do that? Like, that's, in my head, I just don't get why people want to hurt anything. I, 
was walking my dog the other other night and it was right after it had rained and just not paying attention i'm on the side sidewalk walking or back home and i just heard a crunch as i stepped down and i stepped on a snail and instantly i just felt awful i'm like oh, i should have paid i should have paid attention cuz i right. just killed that thing and it was just trying to get across the sidewalk and i wasn't paying attention I used to have a snail farm when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, they were like mate and breed and all that other kind of stuff. I was so like that's happy about it. Yeah. Well, how did you watch them like mate? Like I, that sounds. Like, I was a big fan of snail effing. You know? Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> how do they do that? Like. Oh, you've never seen two snails attached to uh-uh, each other? No. And if you pull them, like it's it kills them. But when I was younger, so the slimy Bottom, underside yeah. of a snail. The two snails will connect, and then there's a white tube. It almost looks like an intestine or something like that interconnects with each other, with the two snails. And if you pull the snails apart, like, it, the penis or whatever it is, like, will slowly come out. But it kills the male. Like, there's this... It's do they all, do they just die during mating regularly? Or is that a thing that I don't happens? Think so. Or is it just when you, like... Forcibly yeah, you do it like, hey, you guys, I said no. <laughs> and you I separate him, and he just gets that. so depressed that he's just like, well, I'm just going <laughs> to. What do I even live for? Well, anymore? this guy just ruined my life. He ruined my night and my life now. I get so conflicted because at my house we have, uh, they're called elder bugs, box elder bugs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they stack on masses, right? Yeah, and they stack up on each other, which means they're mating and the they'll be walking get, around. The butts touch. I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, and I always have this moral dilemma. And it's like, is it best to kill them when they're done mating, or do you step on them while they're doing it so it's the happiest moment for both of them? Step on them. See, I th- I think you've got to wait, <laughs> wait it out for that just perfect moment. You look in their eyes and you go. That's it. That's it. You're dead. <laughs> I can see the joy just glimmer off of your eyes and now dead. You know, that's what my, uh, I grew up in Morgan. And so we have like box, el- like, I don't know. We call them box elder trees because they're just box elder bugs that just live, yeah. live all over in these trees. And then they end up all over the outside of your house. Yeah. And they're, I guess they're bad too. I've been getting earwigs too or uh, pincher bugs yeah and they, they're really funny too because they like get mad at you and like want to bite you and attack you and you know like that if i were deeper in the desert or in the jungle that they'd be huge and they'd kill you yeah <laughs> are you scared kill- of snakes and spiders S- uh spiders not so much there was one spider that i've seen that i'm like i was terrified of and it was in one of my old houses and it was about <laughs> the size of my the palm of my hand Yes. And it was up on the wall. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. So that's how big it was. I just saw this black spot that wasn't supposed to be there on the wall. And I turned. And my son was three at the time. And I just told him, don't even go down there. Don't go near that thing. <laughs> don't even and move. And so my roommate at the time wore like a size 13. And his flip-flop was like right there. So I grab it. I'm like, I'm going to kill that thing. So I like walk down to like kill it. And it's it's on the wall. It's uh, like looking up at the up at the ceiling on the wall. And as I walked down there, it flipped around and to where it was like now looking like it was going to walk down the wall. But I knew it was just staring at me like with its eight creepy eyes. And I just I dropped the thing and was like, you win. I'm not, I'm not doing it right now. And then it turned back around. I'm like, cool. Now I'm, I'm moving back in. I'm going to get this spider. 
And I, I walked up to it, and it crawled up into the corner in between the wall and the ceiling to where I could not hit it. And I'm like, this thing is smart. I hate it. <laughs> Finally, it got to where I could kill it. But that's that's the only spider that actually, like, freaked me out because I could feel it looking into my soul. Um, snakes freak me out, though. I'm weird about snakes, and I tried to break my fear. We got a sexy gentleman here Ooh. in the studio. Woo! Looking good. You better put some headphones on there, big boy. Why are you guys starting with me? You're gonna love this. He said, "Do you see Pat?" And I stood right up, and I saw him just standing there. What's oh, going on over here? Oh, you guys have my uh, Pandora station. Log in, I see. He's, he's just the dirty dancing soundtrack. <laughs> Is that why you have me and Jason here? We're going to dance later? We're going to lift I you up? So. We're actually, yeah. here's the plan. Dude, We're tell people nobody puts Harvey video. in a corner. My <laughs> no one puts Harvey in a corner. We're just going to film you guys doing music video stuff. Nice. Johnny's right. trying to encourage me to make videos for Instagram. So we might have to oh, do a 15 okay. second dance off here tonight, guys. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, after the show, we'll keep some 80s going and we'll blast the music in the room. Wow, I'm getting a visual right now. Instead of a selfie, we're going to have yeah. a... Clothing optional. Something much better. Yeah, what is it when you record a video of yourself? <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, magic, by the way. Lustful. What have you guys been doing here all this time? Oh, we've been talking kung fu. Kung fu. Oh, really? We've been talking... Catch me up. We've been talking... Baseball. Baseball, animal violence. Of course. Like animal on people violence. And animal. people on animal violence. Animal on animal crime. Yes. Yeah, well, I was talking well. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about how back when we were younger and you watched Animal Planet, mm-hmm. how it was mostly like tiger on or lion on zebra crimes, right? Oh, sure. And now it's like... M- Fisherman versus fish crime. Like it's mm. human versus. Fisherman always wins. Yeah, it seems that it's way. undefeated. I'm waiting for that Sharknado moment on one of them fishing shows when a shark just jumps onto the boat and eats them. Like, and then Ooh. jumps back off. Ooh. Like, I want this movie to happen. Okay. Fishnado. Fishnado. <laughs> Hurricane Fishnado. I just want sharks to start having guns. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if a shark oh, had a thumb? Oh, man. <laughs> If a lot of animals had thumbs, humans would be in quite the corner. Let me tell you that. Animals have yet to with just a thumb on it. Like right, with a uh, thumb. You don't even get it. I can grip this knife, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take it right into your gut. Man, we lucked out with the thumbs. <laughs> All right, a lot of people say thanks, evolution. Yeah, I know. A lot of you just had our back on that. A lot of people say the best invention was like fire the wheel. I'm gonna go with thumbs. Thumbs. Thumbs was a great, great invention. Thumbs like, and Tupperware. Ooh. Tupperware's close. Yeah, I- ice close. is up there too. Do you count Ziploc bags as Tupperware? Hmm. Because sometimes depends you on where you grew where up. Where are you living? Yeah, exactly. Where you grew up. <laughs> South yeah. Dakota. How much money right. is in your bank uh, account? Sometimes I still use Ziploc as <laughs> Tupperware for yeah. things that's, that are uh, easier. It's a how clean. much is in your bank account question. Well, yeah. it's more it's like, like how oh, lazy are you slash do you want to have to let something mold in the fridge and then clean that container or do you want to accidentally forget it and just throw the whole Ziploc away? Mm, yeah. You know how easy that is? You've just convinced I'm me that Ziploc's the way You know what I mean? You just upgrade and then if you do to decide you don't have to wash that all you do is pour it out and you throw the Ziploc away and you did you have one less dish to clean. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use Tupperware. I'm just saying. Are you enrolled in any graduate classes right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. That thinking takes you to slick. <laughs> I know. And they play are. out in the community college world. This is a university, <laughs> dang it. How are you, Patrick? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to see you. Last time uh, you were in studio, I was wildly inappropriate. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. I leaned over to the uh, other coast. I was like, what's up with Sasha this week? Sniffing glue in the parking lot or something. I think I might have been. <laughs> you say that here? Yeah. That's right. Well, glue is available at stores, so I think you can. That's right. <laughs> it's not a real drug. Nice safe. Oh, we should get Elmer's <laughs> Harvey rules. So I, mean, I put it on the rim, you, you slam it down. <laughs> nice job. Nice so job. why are you here today? What are you going to be question. teaching the University of Utah? It's the start of school next week. Right. You have it's a professorship school. in 80s music. Yeah. I, I believe this. Yeah, 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 I sure do. You're going to drop some knowledge on us today. I have prepared for you guys a little uh, contest slash game. Ooh. I've selected some songs. Can I play? We're going to listen to them. Yes, you can play. Okay. And we're gonna, we're gonna, I'll break it down for you. I've selected some 80 songs. Okay. And I'm, we're going to play them. I'm going to tell you about them. And then you guys are going to have to guess how uh, it's top rating on the Billboard Hot 100. Ooh. Where it topped out. So in right. America or in Europe also? In America. Okay. In America. Come on, man. America. So, yeah, you're going to guess. Is there any other countries? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the program. What is this, amateur hour? So Ooh. you're going to guess, and then I'm going to keep, uh, keep the scores, okay. and it's going to be kind of like golf. So lowest score wins. Wins. Exactly right. Yeah, that's the game. Are we going to handle this? this? Can we, uh, we could. Make we could. Some wagers here? How confident are you feeling? Wagers? How oh, confident I, I are you guys on your 80s? Pop hits. I never feel that confident. <laughs> never feel confident? All right. I'm going to be the worst old person. My confidence is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I was 18. <laughs> you never meet an old person yeah. with a lag of confidence. No, it's because they have their doped Infinite up wisdom. on awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I did our listeners and I did you a complete fail. I've really? been sick the last couple of days and working and trying to be a responsible man while well, sick. Uh-huh. And so in my haze, I erased your text, which gave me the six songs. A lot of people have done that to me recently. I'm so sorry. Erase my text. Really? Or block mm-hmm. me. Who I was she? Which one is that? Mm. Oh, you've been blocked on Twitter? Oh, yeah. I've never been blocked yet. I'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? You guys at least got texted elite from Patrick. He didn't even text me anything. Anything. I'll text you right now. Perfect. <laughs> so what I want to what I want to do then <laughs> is I want to go play a song while we're not on air. Okay. Get your list. Get this into the computer, and then we'll come back and do this quiz show. Excellent. And you're gonna stay in for this? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stay until a little bit after eight. Okay. So. So oh, that's let me. Uh, do you have any shows coming up, Patrick? No, nothing other than my usual. I'm around during the week. I got something in October I just found out about in Park City. Should be fun. Okay. Um, but that's about it right now. Cool. Jason, uh, why don't you give us your plugs again real quick? Um, tomorrow night at Sandy Station, 730. Uh, I've got comedy and other opinions. Um, three bucks. Cheap show to get into. Fun. Drinks available. And then uh, Saturday at 730, I'm opening up uh, for Matt Knudsen along with uh, Natasha Maurer will be opening, and then Nicholas Smith will be hosting that show. Beautiful. And we'll be right back with these 
two funny men. back at All Ute Radio with our guests, Patrick Ramirez and Jason Harvey in studio with Sasha and I. Hello! We're playing a game. You want to tell us about it a little? Here's how the game's going to work, guys. i got a special game for my 80s expertise. i got a few songs picked, and it's going to be you guys' job to sort of pick where these songs peaked in their year on the Billboard Hot 100. So you're going to make a pick, we're going to play the song, I'm going to take all the scores down and basically the lowest score, the closest person to each sort of top peak number is going to be the winner of each round. And if we need to, i got a tiebreaker. So are we going to give out the name of the song and the artist? Yes. I'll give you the name. I'll give you the artist. I'll give you a few details of the song, what you guys think it over. We'll play the song. I'll tell you a little bit, uh, little bit about it, break it down. Let's get into the first one then. Let's not okay. screw around. Yeah, let's get real. Sorry, with this. DeBarge. Rhythm right. of the Night's really good, but didn't make Patrick's list, so. It's all right. Let's rock and roll. Okay. First song, 1986, Swing Out Sister. The song is Break Out. Okay, 1986. A little breakdown. Okay, here's the song. This is like a, a European female singer. This is like. Hot when pants, bad hair. Bad hair in the sense that, like, bangs looked European at this time, you know? So, like, this was, like, maybe 86 is, like, look at all the horns to it. A lot of <laughs> horns, you know, could be, be passable in a pop song. And I'm like, you think about it. That synthesized bass. Right, yeah, listen to this. Yeah, give it a second. As a bass major, I'm a fan of that. I just got my bass guitar back that I bought when I was 15. Reunited, it was amazing. It's got a Motown Jackson 5 yeah. feel to it. It's got okay. a total Jackson 5 feel. This was also what a time... What year did this come out? 1986. 86. Have you heard this song before? Yes. Young Rebecca. You yes, have. I have heard this song. Okay. She goes but by Rebecca now. I've never oh, listened you? to it in headphones, like, loudly. I've only ever heard it, like, background. So I'm really liking the bass. While you're shopping. I'm like, woo. <laughs> so this was like a time, you listen, it's like all about, all you got to do is break out. All you got to do is do your thing. This was like really an 80s vibe where like, hey, it's simple. Just do this. Just quit your job. Yeah. Go out there and do it. All oh, right. Why didn't I think of that? Remember what Nike said? Just do it. Right. So it was very idealized of a song. People played this in the morning as they're like going in. I'm going to tell my boss off today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Today's the day. They're staring themselves in the mirror listening to this. This is it. Cut to you taking the bus home <laughs> and this, with half your shirt untucked. Did this video have like a bunch of male dancers like with the girl too? This video was really just the girl, if I remember right. Kind of solo in it. I got hooked on Samantha Black and white Fox or videos. Color. 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 Another video. So it wasn't like aha. So who's going to do the first guess? I'll, I'll take a good. guess. Okay. Gonna, I'll, I'll take a guess. I'm going to say... That it went to, uh, I'm gonna say four. Jason's going with four. 
I'm going, I'm taking it back a little much. I'm going to say like 14. 32. Becky's got 14. Sasha's got Mr. 32. Bloom, 32. I was going to say 16. Now I feel like I regret it. This song topped out on the Billboard Hot 100, 1986, number six. Woo! So that puts Jason in the lead. Jason, you rascal, one point. Okay. Okay, well, he's two. So now, since he picked four and the answer was six, he's two down. He's minus two, I guess you would say. Oh, oh, we have a point system. There's a point system. So the closer, the better. So so we don't really have to go at minus. We're just that he's at two. Just away. Yeah, sure. We're at what are we at? Oh, geez. So Sasha took a big hit on that one. He yep. had 32, mm-hmm. and it was six. It was six. So it's what? 30. 26. Uh, 28, points? I think. No. Six. 32 minus six is uh. 26. Sorry, that's not 28. 26 points for Sasha. Wait, so we're trying to get to. I'm trying to get the closest. Closest, the least right. amount of points, Sasha. Right. Wow. Hey. Don't. So I'm 10 points. Or I mean, no, it's number Eight. six, Eight. not number yeah. four. Okay. Guys, got it? We'll call that like a, like a practice, like a first hole in golf. So it's kind of like golf. There you go. Say. I say. All right. Played it, but well, okay. Watch me hit holes in one for the rest You got to catch up. Yes, sir. Hit I'm it. just guessing blindly. All right. Second Go song. Here. Second song. 1983. Okay. Real life. Send me an angel. Okay. Ever heard this song? You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So just give this a second here and look. Imagine if you just got a keyboard. <laughs> uh, give it a second. So <laughs> oh, I think you have a song. remix version of it. Really? No. Alright, keep it going. This is from the movie Red. From its It was in the movie Red. It was its own song. Yeah, Red came out later. No, but, yeah. it, but it has the greatest dance scene ever where they were in the ballroom, funny hopping over. Yeah, this is a remake. This is um, a remix version, though, that oh, you're playing really? here. Yeah. I, I failed. Yeah, can you tell? <laughs> okay, we're going to guess anyway. We're going to guess anyway. Every 80s band had a guy who was like not, didn't have any instrumental talent, but had a keyboard. And, and they were good like, hair. mess with the buttons for a while. <laughs> Listen to this one part. Keep it going, you'll hear it. It's kind of that part. Yeah. That little like haunted house part. At some point, it'll be like the producer should have been like, Glenn, let's enough with the keyboard, all right? See, there it is again. <laughs> well, just instead of 32 presses of the button, how about 16? Maybe? I don't know. So, this was in three big, big 80s movies. You know which three they are? We already said Rad. Yeah. Uh, it was like. T- uh, not Teen Angel. Uh. Was it actually called Send Me an Angel or something like that? No, no, no it you're very close. about an angel, though, because I remember watching it. But This is the one I didn't think you were going to get. It was in Rad. It was in Teen Wolf 2. Oh. So you had yeah. Teen something. Uh, and it was in The Wizard. Do you remember The Wizard? Fred Savage? And he had a... Uh, oh, my, yeah, the Power a, Glove was introduced yeah. in that movie. One of my best friends was in that movie, Luke Edwards. He also did that really? baseball movie. But, uh, who was he in that movie? Kid with the lunchbox. Really? Yeah. The autistic kid? Yeah. That was your what? Cousin? My roommate. Your roommate? Yeah. Can you, you have his number? Yeah. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at the Prime Nipple. Really? Yeah. 
Wow, he, that's the a, wizard. That's a good handle right there. <laughs> right. He was the wizard. He was the wizard, and then he was the baseball manager for Little Big League. Wow. And he was on Roseanne for like six years. Wow, wow that's awesome. Name drop. Good, yeah. Good pull. Luke Edwards. Okay, 1983. Going with uh, the... I... I want to say, I'm just going to say eight. Jason's going eight. Becca? What? You said eight? Eight. I'm just going to say nine, but let me think. I'm going to... I'm going to say seven. Just in case I, I can be I, a little the, closer. This is the price is right that's Trumping going on here. here, right? Where you can't yeah. go over, you have you to go, go over. under. You can well, go I'm, over. The price is right. Here. Two. Mm-hmm. Number two. Okay. Big change. Okay. Well, the keyboard still has a little bit of battery left in it. (laughs) Casio, right? Some D batteries. Yeah. It it came with the AC adapter. I'm good. Oh, AC adapter, right? Okay. That's that's some nice guitar. Did I guess seven? You went with seven. Yeah. You went seven. Okay. This song topped out in 1983. Number 29. Damn it. Ah. 29. How frustrating. Dude, so what are our scores? Everyone figure it out and tell me. Okay, I'm going to do the math here. Let me set up the next song. It was 29? 29. So I'm at 22. I'm at 23. Yeah, catch up. So plus 22. Sasha, you went two on that one. You have been opposite on both ends of the spectrum here. Wait. He got sucked in by these like hypnotic keyboards that you keep. It's my favorite song. It's, my, it's in my top 480 songs. Sasha guessed two? Sasha guessed two, yeah. So it was 27 off on that one. And you were at 21. <laughs> 21 off. You were 22 boy. off. Okay. Well, okay. forget that. I'm still going to make a comeback. Okay. Okay. I, right. I actually, this next song, I think I tweeted you at midnight. Yeah. Because I didn't know this man was white. A lot of people had that reaction to this song. I was shocked. I'm still shocked. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this throws you off if you just went... Just audio on this one. Okay, let's do this now. Okay. Hey, Becca, so we can make it a little cleaner. Will you fade me down and fade me up? So since we're DJs here, there we go. Who knew this kid was white and 17? And red hair. I and did. red hair. I don't think you didn't know that. No idea. So again, look at you the theme. Must not have been on the a lot of synthesizer back. When everyone was getting brick rolled. Insane when you see him, you're like, what? Why wasn't he in New Kids on the Block? Oh, because it was probably before. Because he was better. Because his voice yeah. is too low. So they were like, you can't blend with us. This man does not join a group. This man is a solo act. But this is his real voice. Yeah. The same kid. Yeah. I don't believe you. You can check. This is a known fact. This is known. It's not a myth like Bigfoot or gluten free or anything. It's the real deal. There's a lot of. There's a lot of untruthful things that happen in Hollywood that they make appear as a truth. I don't believe that this is uh, Rick Astley's voice. I don't believe that caricature. Don't believe it? I don't believe it. No, you gotta believe it. Hmm. Why don't you want to believe it? It's the real deal. Because he sounds like a pimp, but he doesn't look like he has any of those you're characteristics. Expect- yeah, you're expecting like a Luther Vandross. Yes image right now which is extremely racist but I'm gonna let that slide for sake of the sport but yeah it's it's unusual we're talking 1987 here it's number one 
It's gotta be number one. Have you ever seen the video and he dances? He dances like someone said, okay, show me dancing. Boom. And it's really awkward. It's hilariously bad. Yeah. You say, if I told you, okay, go ahead and dance for me, you would never dance well. That's how he looks. Yeah, good, uh, Mr. Without music going, too. It's exactly. Like dance, yeah. man. Like, what? To what? I said dance. Just move. All right, we got a minute and 35 here, so we got a. Um... I'm going 11. Jason's going 11. Okay. Nerdy white boy. No one knew who he even was when this song kind of made a second go at it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take it that he wasn't that famous. Not super famous. So, what is it out of 100? Out of 100, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to say 64. Going high, going high with the pick. I got to do okay. it once, and then if I get burned, I'm going to stay in like the 10s for okay. the rest of the game. I'm All going right. number one song in the country because America was shocked by the voice that came out of this guy. Okay, so you're in shock value. Yes. America loves an underdog. If everyone loved him. What happened next? I never hear anything. He had another song, I like think, but I think that was about it. Oh, I do. I think the recessive gene finally got him. <laughs> <laughs> this song topped out in 1987 at number one. Boom. Whoa. Yeah. On the money, yeah. Sasha Bloom. You guys, I just lost the game single-handedly. Okay. One, one roll. Wait, what did I guess? 64? You guessed 64. <laughs> out of 100, I think you were going to pick 102. I know. Wait, my pen died. <laughs> Guess I won. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I think uh, Sasha made a huge jump into into the second spot there. Okay, so he gets. I just give him a zero, right? Yeah. So he doesn't have he to get on points. He didn't. Yeah, he Hold didn't lose any points. What were you said? What were you at? Eleven. Just yeah. eleven. So you were ten off. So what's that? Fifty-two. Thirty-three. I, I was going off my score for something. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Oh, you ten more yeah. points. So thirty-three. Yeah, you only lost 10 points on that one. So you, you pot up the next song. I'll do the quick math here and give you who's. Oh, don't worry. I'm losing. <laughs> well, I want to see by how much. Oh, I'm only losing. I'm, my score is only 93, I think. Yeah, you're up there. <laughs> I'm up there. Sasha's at uh, 53, and you're at 33. Wait, what's with three? So we got, yeah, oh, that's weird. Everything's at Illuminati, man. Yeah, Mark uh, of the Beast. Mark of the <laughs> Podcast yeah. Beast. <laughs> yeah, so we're at in the lead right now. Jason, 33. Yay. 20 points. Second place, Sasha, 53. Bring it up the rear. Becca, you're at 93. You ready to get your head in the game? I'm going to try really. I can't come back from 93. Oh, don't, don't count. I, th I thought out. we'd be pulling this from all around the billboard. You know, 70s and, and in the 20s and some 10s. Well, I'm sticking with the theme here. So, you know, we're kind of. Guessing Same with the, the thing. 20s, you Your know. song Guessing. number four. This is such third place talk, by the way. Becca. I know. Listen, I'm just okay. gonna call it like it is. Number four, uh, which is a little weird because this is 1977 when this came out. You know the song? That electric organ's great. This has cocaine written all over it. <laughs> written over, under, inside, after the show. You didn't write a hit song in the late 70s, early 80s without the influence of a little 
nose candy. Whoa. Devil's dandruff. <laughs> Booger sugar. <laughs> are you from El Paso? White chocolate. <laughs> are we still talking? What are we talking about? <laughs> this is Hall and Oates, Rich Girl. All right, it's a short song too, so we yeah. gotta do some guessing here. Do some thinking. Lock in your uh, picks and. Uh, Jason, where are you? Uh, I, I am gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go twelve. Going twelve. Rebecca. Becca. Going seven again. Just kidding. Six. Six. It is. Hall and Oates was such a huge band. I'm going three. Dang it! I was gonna say two, and I got scared. Going three. Little social commentary about you know wealth yes. in the late '70s, early '80s. You don't see that. This song went to number one again. Wow. Yeah, I, I was oh going to say that. I'm guessing one for the rest of this. It makes sense. I mean, these guys were number one machines. They're so successful. What did you guess, sir? Three. Twelve. Twelve? Okay. So uh, Sasha making a big uh, big move here, big play. Two big picks there. It's a great song, by the way. Hollow Notes gets the rap of being a cheesy 80 band, and they did have some bad... It's the mustache. 80 songs, stash. This song is unreal. If you like, look, if you listen to all the layers in it, it's a great tune. Sorry about that. You should have told me to phase out. I didn't know we were in it. Well, <laughs> next. Okay, so. What, Number five. What are the scores at, real quick? Suck. Okay. Sasha, you're at 54. 55. Sweet. Oh, sorry, 55. Yeah. Jason is at 44. 44 and I. I'm at 99. <laughs> your song. I think you're at 98. You, yeah, you, Am I at 98? You're at 98. You're at 98. So. Oh, yes, okay. Right. There. Got it. Cool. Okay, next song. This is our Big Rig. Last one at the fine. At the, uh, at the five here. 1983, Michael Jackson, Human Nature. Question is, in 2023, will Michael Jackson be played anywhere in the country? Or will he be... Uh, Put to the level of Gary Glitter. Oh, I think he will. Michael I think Jackson his song, stick around. I think yeah. his songs. Did you hear about all his new the allegations that came out this past week? I didn't. Mm. Yeah, more rape stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. What's with the old uh, news, right? You know what? It's weird. It's weird to me, though. Like, uh, after one, there should have never been any, because otherwise you're just an awful parent. Like, hey, no, go hang out with Michael Jackson. Go. Little kid, go hang. Are you blaming the victims? No, I'm blaming the parents, <laughs> not the fault, victims. Little Billy. No, no, not the victims at all. But the parents, like, <laughs> if, if if you just knew, like, oh, like, well, we that guy's accused stuff of going on that Neverland guy's Ranch and accused your child birthday there. But he has a theme park in his backyard. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's cool. Go play there. Well, I- if you listen to this song, listen to the lyrics. This might have been a red flag that we kind of missed. <laughs> He's like calling That's out for, for help, true. and we're like, keep banging him out, MJ. <laughs> Great song. Do that thing with and those shoes. PYT wasn't either. <laughs> Pretty young thing. Pretty like, young come thing. on. Pretty young thing. I blame ourselves now. Yeah, exactly. This man needed help. How did we, we not know? Turn out, showing up to award shows with he monkeys. Just made, he just made albums as cries for help, and we just listened <laughs> to them and danced. We didn't do anything. <laughs> we're like, this guy is really troubled. Like, yeah, but did you see him move? He's going to go with two. One, two. By the way, in the in the uh, lineup here, the best use of synthesizer, I think, of all the songs we heard. Well, he's a Motown songs. man. Mo- he right, always had Motown. the best musicians. Well, yeah. and, uh, is this from 
what album is this from? This is off the Thriller album. That's what I thought. So Eddie Van Halen played hits. the guitar on that album, which mm-hmm. is really? amazing. Yeah. All, like, uh, really? Yeah, Eddie Van Halen played guitar on Thriller. Whoa. It's amazing. When you go back and listen to it, it, too, when you listen to Beat It, you'll be like, yep, that's totally Van Halen oh, playing the guitar. you just rocked my world. Yeah, it's... Well, I found that out just a few years ago after I rebought the album, looking through it, just like, what? Eddie Van Halen? What? Dude, I bet you make such fat royalties off that album. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, so... I'm guessing... You're going two? Jason's going two. Four. One. Becca's going four. Maybe I should say one, though. But I'm saying four. Sasha's going what? One? Yeah. One, okay. He's got like 15 number one songs, something like that. Keep in mind, this was but off the Thriller album, which had Jean a lot was of big hits. probably number one that year if I had to take a guess at it. Right, which is awesome. But you're okay. saying it just has to reach number one at one point. What it peaked yes. at, sure. Oh, yeah. 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 No, okay, okay, you're going yeah. one. Okay, this this song peaked at number seven. Surprise. Kind of surprising. So it was his seventh worst song on that album. Right, right. <laughs> this was like the worst player on like the yeah. Yankees. <laughs> Like only 60 home runs is there? Must have been sleepy. What did you guess, sir? Oh, yeah, that was going on on this song, so I mean, you can't blame it for not hitting number one. What'd you Uh, get? I went number two. You went two, yeah, so you're only five off there. Let me do some math here, because we have a five in. (laughs) So the next song has become my new personal favorite song. To a disgusting level. Like, I'm playing it all the time. Like, in my phone, it's like the only song on my phone, and I'll just, like, rock out to it. Oh, it's no. embarrassing. It's the only song on your oh, phone? Oh, no. Is that what song said? number six. What? Six. What is it? Is this our last one? Is this our last Princes one? Two Princes by the Spoon uh, For a second, and then okay. if you got more, you can just swing them up. You know, just tell me, and I'll find them. I'm ready for okay. it. Okay. 1989. Alice Cooper. Poison. Such a good song. So we kind of went, yeah, we, we're not so poppy anymore. There was a lot of dudes with ripped jeans in the mall walking around. 1989, young nine year old Pat Ramirez was scared of people who <laughs> listened to this song. 1989, three years still I was this Rocking out in this psycho era, form. This decade of hot mess. It's a good way of putting it. I mean, this was competing with Cherry Pie and all those songs in terms of... Mitch described it hilariously yesterday, actually. We decided the 80s were like a whole decade of like everyone being hung over from the craziness that were the 60s and 70s. And then they just kind of like just went a little crazy. Like caught the second wind and were like, we're going for it. But like just went maybe in the wrong direction. That's a good way of putting it. If you look at the previous generation, it was like 60s and 70s parents were hippies, free love, all this stuff. And 80s were like, screw that. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm making everything I can make. So you got this like reaction. Wall Street. I'm like, yeah, "Mm, exactly. I'm going to do what I want, man. Excess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you'll see sort of like, and then later grunge was the reaction to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you see this kind of weird sort of social so thing funny. going on in music, in your pop music, anyway. Because this was the year Nirvana Bleach came out. Eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine is when Nirvana released the album Bleach. Mm, I didn't even know that. I didn't they know that formed in eighty seven, and then released that in eighty nine. Dropping knowledge. Hmm. I'm a Nirvana nerd. We've been learning a lot here at all you today. 
Yes. Fun fact we, for your next snails? That's snails? I'm going to take that home with me. <laughs> Reproductive yeah. habits? Yeah. Did they lay on their sides to get stuck together or... They must, right? Yeah, how do you... One of them, uh, like, tips, they tip each yeah, other onto the top of their shell and then, like, leaps on they, from the curb. They take a run at each other, and whoever's on bottom is the person that was the weakest. Okay. Yeah. Give me a guess here, Jason. Uh, I'm going to go with 13 here. Let's go on 13. Even th- No, I'm going to go 18. Go on 18. I'm going to say 10. Number four. Oh, that's what I was going to guess before. Sasha keeps uh, guessing This one. song peaked... At number seven. Ah, yes. I was so close. We were both three away. Oh, yeah, you were. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha. Jason started out hot. Dropped off. Dropped off. Where did off you there. end so up on that That's a theme in my life. Where, what, was the, what was your deficit? My, he was 18, so you were 11 off on that one. 11 off. Yeah. Might so still beat everyone up. No, Sasha's going to 51, win. yep. Uh, How 60. much time we got? Are we going to do a couple 60, more songs? Yeah. If you want to give me another song, Patrick, I can... Uh... Okay, I got one last one. One kind of tiebreaker, if you will. Okay. Now, another one, late 70s, 1978. It's a crowd favorite. This is Earth, Wind, and Fire, Ooh. September. I don't have that one. You don't have that one. And I don't have internet on here, so I can't grab it. Oh. Do you want to plug in the mic computer? Well, let me get my keyboard. Yeah, we oh, can do the that. the truck. <laughs> Becca will pull it up for you if you give us a second. Okay. So right now, you know, we got sort of a pretty tight game here between first and second here. Because we got Jason at 60, Sasha at 68. Oh, I got to catch up. You got to fail. All right. Don't right. worry. That's it. <laughs> I will. What song? Oh, yeah. September. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. September. I've actually, I don't think I've ever consciously heard the song. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet you've heard it. I'll tell you why you've heard it. Because this is the song the DJ always plays first at a wedding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I've been to two weddings in my life. Really? Yeah. You must well, have heard, heard this it twice. Song. You've probably heard this song <laughs> twice. Maybe three times if you stayed late. You know, if you had to help the DJ load his stuff back into the <laughs> they, truck. He always That's what was in his CD player yeah. when he Every started Every wedding up. DJ plays September 1st. A few songs later plays Electric Slide. Why are you not a DJ? I don't know. I just... You should be a serious satellite radio. DJ would right? be boring to him. He knows exactly go. what to do. I've never heard uh-huh. this. Yes, you oh, have. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I played go. this in a um, pep band. Okay. okay, so you're sitting at the table at the wedding, and you're like, hey, this wedding stinks, yeah, man. Dirty too. I this DJ play some jams. This wedding is about to hit the skids. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go dance on the dance floor by myself in this rented tuxedo. And you play this song. <laughs> I'm gonna sweat all over this because I don't have to pay for the dry cleaning. And then your creepy aunt is like, "Oh, I'm gonna dance with you," and you slowly dance yourself to the other end of the floor. <laughs> and you make a round to the uh, bar, and you come back. I'm gonna go three. Okay, he's going three. Wait, this was late '70s. This is 1978. So, so this is. I'm guessing five. Going five, okay. Even though I feel like I want to say one. It should be. It, it should be, it. and just you hear those horns. I'm gonna say five because that's what my gut tells me. Okay, go with your my gut. My heart tells me number one. Though. I thought five initially, so I think you're uh-huh. you're onto something. It's gonna be. It's really gonna be seven. See, I, I think, don't know why these numbers come to me. I think the song's too effeminate to become a number one song. 
was gonna... the 70s, man. Everything was the 70s. 1978. Yeah, think about how much coke those people were on. <laughs> but not in Alabama. Oh, you're right. You're right. Not in Utah. <laughs> yeah, but really. I'm going to go 14. Okay, 14 going high. Going in the teens. I'm almost tempted to go in the 20s. Okay, all right. 14. We'll go 14. Feel good about these picks? You guys like my singing? That's really what I want to know. So this song topped out 1978, number eight. Ooh. Three away again? That's the third song in a row. That is creepy, you guys. The yeah, three's we're going threes going here. I just got three threes in a row. All right, let's do some math here because we might have a change at the leaderboard now. Yeah, except for my 63. Oh, no, you're out. Oh, uh, Jason won. <laughs> I'm so out of this game. I don't even know why I'm still playing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you just wait until well, they... Like, wait in the corner. Think of my other Did sports. you guys ever see that Saturday Listen. Night Live sketch? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> where, where they do that Bible, the Bible talk show, and Norm MacDonald's just, they tell you the answer, so they ask the question, then they tell you the answer, and it's like the honor system. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I said, yeah, I knew that. You guys, listen. I was aware. My scores have been 8, 22, 5, 3, 3, 3, and 63. Loser. I, don't I have a you, better, excluding that one, I have, one, I have a better, what? I don't get uh, it. Yeah, I don't think you got the hang of the game yet with that first pick. Because you, you went pretty high on that one. I know. So we got I some final scores. I thought it would be more spread out than that, Patrick. We got third place. Becca oh, with me. 107 off. Uh-huh. Total out of six songs. We got number two, it's you, Sasha. He's 74. This game's rigged. And number one winner, the first annual Pat Ramirez pick songs Jason from uh, two and a half generations ago. <laughs> 65. You, you only lost job, by nine points, Sasha. That's pretty good Good for job, me. guys. I'm proud of all you, Radio. <laughs> good picks. Yeah. What was the most surprising song? What song were you like? Why, why? I never heard that song before. Michael Jackson song. I thought it would have been higher. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I blame that the pool was very saturated that year because you had a lot of hit songs going on. See, yeah, I, that's what I see. Especially from that album. We got to play too. it next kind time. Kind of when on two like... actors get nominated for an Academy Award who are in the same movie. <laughs> you know, they yeah. split the vote. <laughs> Very scientific. See, I think this is my favorite 80s song right now. Oh, you're not on air. Oh, give me that chord back. No, That's your favorite, favorite 80s song? Is. Yes. You I know you hate it. Right? Yeah, I'm not crazy about the song. Because I played this when uh, Chris was co-hosting and you were in. It's kind of why I'm bringing it back because I disagree with you. So I want to. Yeah, you like this song. You don't like this song? <laughs> well, again, with the synthesizer, it goes drives me nuts with like the overuse, you know? This doesn't pump you up, like, <laughs> this doesn't want to make you drink Bud Light, like 18 of them. Well, naturally, usually that doesn't take a lot of pumping <laughs> up, just drink double digits Like, you don't want to call a hot girl and be like, what it is? Let's go on what it is? Tonight, baby. That's right, Ooh, show up in my Camaro, T-top. Slick back hair, dark shades. Mm-hmm. A firebird. Firebird. Yeah. In the 80s, you could just slick your hair back and you were a new man. That's all you needed. I'm seeing a lot of like high waisted jeans when I hear this song. High waisted jeans. Those never went out. So here's another one that I found. You raise me This is the first time I've ever played this lady on my show, and I've been doing this show for like two and a half years. 
guys, there is some magical looking cloud going on out there right now. Patrick looks like oh, he's yeah, in heaven. There's heaven behind him. Madonna is so good. Oh, oh Madonna. It, honestly, How ironic she, that it's Madonna. Uh, I was so happy. This is going to sound dumb, but when she did the Super Bowl after the Black Eyed Peas did, the, like, the Black Eyed Peas did it and it felt like they played out of like a boom box and it was awful. And then Madonna came in and was just like, hey, we're going to have a carnival going. There, we're going to have a carnival going on. It's going to be a dude doing splits on. Yeah. <laughs> On low high wires. That's right. That was quite yeah, it was, a production. It was honestly done really well. Are you a Madonna fan? Um, yeah, I like some of the Madonna songs. 80s like, Madonna's 80s awesome. Madonna yeah. I like, but now she looks like a like she's kind of muscular. She's old muscular. Yeah. Now she looks like a like a she grocery like bag she, of doorknobs. Her skin looks like she's tan. Yeah, she looked like years. She just slept in tanning beds every she's, night. It's weird but that she's didn't fit, get though. tan. Yeah. You know, like, She's like a pillowcase of doorknobs. Got white and leathery looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she's going to go down in history as a real um, champion of humanism, not only with interracial dating, but uh, free speech issues. Yeah. She was really kind of the sexual awakening and the awareness of the LGBT. She was very in on yeah, that early. Yeah, she's, she's an early, like, big, big gay following artist. Yeah. Sort of thing. Because I'm just well, over She, like, here reinvented herself so many every times. time, and it worked for her. Like, I mean, people bought she into competed, it. It was like Cher. She competed with Tina Turner and Michael Jackson and Aretha Franklin. And she was a background dancer. That's yeah. how she started off. Was just uh, like I Paula used to Abdul. Dance behind people. Paula Abdul. Yeah. Tupac. Yeah. Paula Abdul. You know what? Madonna's missing we from can't her, even her career, say though. Say Paula Abdul in the same breath no. as Madonna. Probably uh, not. But you know what? Madonna needed a dancing cartoon cat in a music video. <laughs> that's that was all. That's you why she in didn't 80s. top everything. Animation that's why she was, was a president. Was something in the eighties. You could <laughs> animate something. Yeah. Hey, remember that movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Let's make That's music true. videos in that same yeah. vein. That's true. Let's have the actor, who's a real person, yeah. interact with the animation. Yeah. The audience will know none the wiser. They will think that cartoons are actually real. Right, right. Why are we singing along? It's a magical time. Go ahead, knock it out. Just kidding. I've already sang like three choruses along while you guys talk really quietly. <laughs> Wait till you listen. I'm back here like, Becca cut our mics 25 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm just using this as my own pa- own platform. Yeah. Shut up. I missed uh, I missed singing Check in the my shower YouTube this morning, out. So right. totally singing right now. I'm like plugging my YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh. So you plug away. So you think that's her real voice, or is that kind of like the old auto tunes right there? Oh, I think that's produced a little bit. I would say a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's gotta be right. Yeah. If you were to hear this hear this live. Be different. Just a cigar voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this part sounds exactly like that uh, ABBA song. Uh, you bite your tongue. Dancing queen. You no, bite no, of course your not. Tongue. Your tongue, yeah. <laughs> Becca, like, you shut your mouth when you talk about I don't care what ABBA. you say. I'm gonna mash it up and it'll be undeniable. You know what every stuff. '80s artist needed to put them over the top in the '80s was have like hair. A uh. Uh, what do you call it? A church choir background in their oh, song. Oh yeah, gospel background. Gospel is background. Like, exactly. Put that in your pop song. They're like, oh, you know who God. nailed that in the early two thousands? People 2000s still fall also? for that crap. Oh yeah. The Killers. They had that in one of their songs, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 
Like it I was got like so, but yeah, I'm exactly. not a, I love it. And, yeah, and it mm-hmm. people were like, Oh, church choirs are into this? Then right. my children can listen to this too. Yeah, I think you're right. Church choir was like kind of just like a ace up the sleeve. It, it, <laughs> you're like, I'm in. It's like all the like Christian metal bands out there are just Dude, people have been falling for the choir thing like Did Satan just come in? What happened here? For all of time. Red Hot Chili Peppers did it. Everyone's done it. I almost and think it it's a cop out. Now. It is like a cop it. out. I don't like it. It totally is. You know what? My voice isn't very good, so we'll just do this. Right. We'll right. Have a church Dude, how else do you think? How else can you sound? How can you sound bad? Tell me this for real. How else did Jesus Walks become a good song on the radio? Dude, Kanye lucked out by doing the choir thing. Uh, can I tell you? I saw that music video. He's like walking down the tunnel. So hilarious. Again, like when it was not new, and it was just like, how can you make that video? Yeah, I would agree. uh, I would say you can do that a lot. Insane, right? Yeah. Yeah, the choir. The choir choir thing peaked with Pink Floyd, and then you should have never done it after. Yeah. That's what I really feel like. Where are you with Tina Turner? Love Tina Turner. My mom and her girlfriends when I was a little boy, they, that was their it, was Tina Turner. I was a Whitney. She, I grew up on Whitney. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She had such an amazing voice, too. Yeah, but shit, so did Tina Turner. Like, Tina Turner had, like, soul to it, too. I would like, say Tina Turner's the one you listen to when you are angry. Yeah. And Whitney Houston was the one you listen to when you wanted to be inspired. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Whitney Houston's for champagne and wine... And Tina Turner's yep. for a whiskey night. Yep. Ironically, it ended up being quite the opposite. Yes. <laughs> As life would tell. Because I remember. I just, whenever I smoke crack, I always drink. <laughs> whenever I go to the up, karaoke like, bar, I believe the Whitney Houston. Right. <laughs> oh, that burns the throat up in it. My teeth hurt. My right. teeth they can hurt. They can say, like from smoking all this crack, Sweet. my teeth can say that they hurt. Sweet. Whenever I sleep on half a mattress, <laughs> I want to crank up the children in our future. Whenever I want to feel half like the back of my... twin mattress. Yeah. Whenever I want to feel like the back of my teeth tastes sweet. You guys, I want to dance with somebody. It's crank the all-time up. greatest karaoke song of all life ever. Is there what? one? Huh? The, what is the best? No, I said that... I want to dance with somebody Ooh, is, is easily mm. my weapon of choice you want to pull karaoke that up night. I, I uh see I go piano man and I get uh, that is a good that's and a good one. so what I'll do is I'll yeah, get the entire bar to join me and we'll get 50 or 60 people and sing piano man that's great I mean, we're, yeah we're that biting off songs you could do. we're biting off quite the subject here with the karaoke because there's a lot of components you got you gotta like, do a piano show. man you works because that's a crowd pleaser. I would say the Whitney Houston one doesn't work because oh, that's please. a lot of range. You yeah, need to but sing if you've got song. it, you can just. I'm wreck gonna go out it. on a limb right now. Uh, People don't got it. No, and not that type of. People don't got it. She's a one. She's on it. Listen, next time I go to karaoke talented. night, you'll know I've got it. YouTube it, and we will. Here, let her sing this. I'm not singing it right now. No, absolutely not on radio. Hey. Not on a podcast. Oh, just absolutely not. Go ahead. No, I really won't, but you guys can imagine. Talk a big game, Shelander. I said at karaoke night. I got to be in my mode. I got to have a few. That's what everybody says who thinks they're going to karaoke. She's got to be crushed. Dr. Peppers. <laughs> Get ready to live. Get ready to live. I'm going crazy at out here. At the karaoke bars, it's only so there. Family friendly. This song is the reason why I don't go to karaoke bars. <laughs> this song would piss I'm me off if I were drinking. I'm going to turn it up and turn you guys off if I have to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's... This is horse manure. 
Do you like this? I love this song. I just so don't like good. when someone sings yeah, it other it's than so when good. <laughs> and that's just because Patrick can't sing. You if you could, you'd know, you'd want to sing this all day, every day. I do want to sing this, but I'm not under any it. illusion that I'm good at it. There's a part where she goes crazy falsetto, and I doubt most people can hit that. Yeah, Jason could do it. You gotta have like. Hey, you're talking about sex. <laughs> huh? Yeah, we never knew all those years. You're like, what are you using? Your life's dancing. He's talking about some outlandish stuff. What are you guys talking stuff. about? <laughs> this is like saying sand is not real. It's <laughs> not as wholesome as I thought it was. <laughs> this podcast just took a turn. Yes. Good we job, Becca. Get started Becca. on the Easter Bunny and organized religion. Don't make me turn off your mind. <laughs> so I want to. You guys wrap don't up deserve here. anything else. You deserve nothing after that. Now oh, we got on your bad side. because yeah, you, you brought up third place in the so Billboard 100 So can we game. do this again in September, Patrick? Yeah, play the game again? Yes. I want this almost sure. a once-a-month game. Yeah. Well, I want uh, this a once-a-month, and I'm coming back next time. Can I come winning back it. as the returning champion? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Returning champion. Yes. We just have a rotation of guests. Oh. We'll, we'll get a Jason trophy winning. that will go around. It'll like be that green basketball. pig is the trophy. Yes, I would like to see the Everyone comics has to put $20 um, in compete in this Please. 80s thing. Yeah. So maybe, how about your listeners, all 18 of them, can tweet hey, me potential four. themes. Four. Four. Oh, hey, we, there's we four, four of them. <laughs> yes. What's those ads? Uh, maybe they should Jerk. tweet at me um, potential themes. You'd be like, okay, let's go hair metal. Let's Ooh. go Grunge. early 70s, Ooh. late 70s. You know, give me some themes. Keyboards. Keyboards. Dueling keyboards. You know. Uh, male, female tandems, duos. duos. There's a lot here. Songs from movies, big songs from movies. Give me a few themes. Broadway musicals. We got something. <laughs> Everything except Broadway musicals. So what's a song? <laughs> no show tunes. Come on, guys. Show tunes are more show they, tunes. Do they, I mean, how do you how do you billboard those though? Well, um, we go off of our heart. Up. What do we think was the most? We'll go off of our heart. Yeah. The, whatever the worst. Patrick, whatever number Patrick. Thing. We just guess what Patrick is. likes, and then anything good, I'll be like, he put it at ninety. I've been saying that for years. Everybody just do things to please me. It's crazy the amount <laughs> of music we haven't even covered. If you take the scope of the eighties, I mean, we we've never played mm-hmm. Queen. Queen. Ooh. We've never talked about Rolling Stones or the Who. I mean, there's the just in, uh, metal. Like Bruce Springsteen. Uh-huh. Springsteen, yeah, sure. Ooh, man, Please. the boss. Dude, next week I'm going to be playing some Born in the USA. Of, that's, oh. uh, I remember when they were playing <laughs> Dancing in the Dark over oh, yeah. top of Me and Jason did a, Are you guys Ill. Bob Dylan lovers or haters? I like Bob Dylan. I'm Old fine Bob with Bob Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. I'm fine. I think now he just reads. I think he's just been reading music for the last 25 years. I did see him in concert, and it was awful. It was at the Delta Center, so just picture Bob Dylan's awful voice with an echo right after it. I think more people dress like Bob Dylan than actually listen to Bob Dylan now. You know what I mean? I I think I have every album that he's done. I've got like 86 of his albums. Wow. Wow. You're a big fan. I have a lot as well. I had a lot of free time when... T- yeah. Oh, yeah, that takes me back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how I loaded up. Are we on. going out on this song? Are we letting people listen to I think we're going to go out on Queen Under Pressure live at Wembley 86. Oh, wow. That's great. I saw... I was flipping through the channels, and it came across, like, this Queen, like, oh, this is going to be awesome, a documentary on... 
queen, and I tuned in right as he's dying of AIDS, and I'm oh. just like, no, I you shut it off immediately. Been aware an hour ago that this was going on. Did you know he's like half Japanese? Freddie Mercury. He just got yeah. Cooler, cooler no. in my book. Yeah, I think he's easily one of the best frontmen uh, in a rock band. Possibly ever. greatest Possibly musician in the last 50 years. Yeah. Oh, as far as a frontman goes, I don't think there's... Could you imagine if he did Broadway? Oh. He probably did do Broadway, didn't he? I don't know, yeah. but yeah. I would say from Queen, yeah, very underrated band. I think people who know music appreciate Queen, but to the general listener, don't know the Queen catalog. No, I didn't like Queen growing up. I, it was not until I was like 22 or 23 that I went and bought Queen's Greatest Hits because one of my friends told me I was an idiot for not liking Queen because mm-hmm. I just knew the jock rock one stuff of, my, of theirs. And, uh, right. One of my years here at the Ute Marching Band, we did a Queen show Ooh. and it was so cool. But like we went to a show very similar and different by the way. appreciated how awesome it was. They're like, why don't you guys play pop songs? And I was like, pop we songs? We just played uh, the best. The best for you. Ooh. That bass line, really. It doesn't even matter if it's in this song or in Vanilla Ice. And Vanilla Ice, Ice owns it. Good. He owns the property rights to this song. Now? Really? Yeah. Because oh, in the 90s when he got sued over it, he had to pay a bunch of money. He bought it, it instead yeah. of paying them off. Mm. So, Twitter, guys, uh, shows. Give us the plugs yeah, again. Yeah, give us all your info. Um, tomorrow night, uh, Sandy Station, 7.30. I'm doing comedy and other opinions with Michael Moon, Rachel Jensen, uh, Steve Uribe, Melissa Merlot uh, starts at 7.30. It's only three bucks, Sandy Station. And then uh, the next night, Saturday night at Sandy Station, I'm opening up for Matt Knudsen, uh, a comic from L.A. who's been on Conan O'Brien, really funny guy. And that show will be uh, hosted by Nicholas Smith. Uh, Natasha Mauer's on it, and I'm on it, and then Matt Knudsen's headlining it. And I believe it's $8 at the door. And if you're curious about Matt Knudsen, uh, go to I Am Salt Lake. Uh, Chris interviewed him, and... We interviewed him last year in the Comedy Carnival episode, so yeah. he's worth going to. He's phenomenal. Super All you guys funny are. Guy, yeah. really Melissa's funny very guy. good too, even though she stood us up on our show. <laughs> yeah, she sure did. Only one uh, to ever do it. Really? Yeah. Only one. Wow. Yeah, but we got Merlot. Yeah. We got Merlot right in the face. Yeah. You don't cross the Ute podcast and expect to be in good graces. <laughs> we're just <laughs> mostly gorgeous. like we're mostly just hurt and bitter. Yeah, you should. It was we're our, not even mad. We're just like. It was ashamed. our first show together. When Johnny left, like she was supposed to be our guest, like so when the whole show so, changed. Yeah, that could have. That's so really a weird our, show. Then, like, hey guys, we're all. I wouldn't go back and this. listen to our it. incredible yeah. chemistry carried the show through. <laughs> Did it not? We should have her back. Hash it out. Good, oh, I have no beef. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for her. I, she's awesome. I she's think she's great. Such a sweet person. We just really wanted her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My Twitter handle at oh. Jason underscore Harvey. Jason underscore Harvey. Yep. Wait, I thought it was Jay Harf. That's my uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yep. At J A Y H A R V. Fantastic show on Tuesday. We have a lady that worked on Avengers as an editor. She's also survived the Columbine shooting. Wow. Yes. And then we have a comedian coming in, Crystal Chambers. Uh, TV public access show, LOL. Um, Jason Gagel. All right, you tell me out there. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell us later. Wait, Patrick, did you get your info? No, I didn't. He's the best for last. Let's (laughs) go, buddy. Uh, Yeah, my Twitter's Patrick in my head, so tweet me some potential themes. I think we got something here. I think we got lightning in a bottle. 
it's some awesome. themes for yeah music and then i'm around town all the time so come out and see me in the shows during the week on the weekends where uh monday night you know i come to the university show so, you know, that's kind of sparsely attended until school starts. 7.30. 7.30. Get out there. You can see some people. Our goal is to become jokes. the proper humor you. Yeah. And take their name since we can legally use the you. Mm-hmm. We're talking about litigation, suing. You know, mm-hmm. Hey, it's the Jewish boy in me. <laughs> it's not the Jews I know. I have a, another show a week from today. So Thursday, uh, August 21st at Five Monkeys. Comedy and Other Opinions Strikes Back. Um, We're going to have Wallace Fetzer. Yay. um, Taylor Hunsaker, Toy Soup, and I've got to go over the list. Jonathan Falconer is on the show as well. Toy Soup is no longer Toy Soup. You haven't heard the change. It's Triceratops. Oh, well, that's with Jackson Banks in it. This is just going to be Troy Taylor. And and you think Jackson's going to be okay with that? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to drop in, I am more than okay with that, though. Drop in improver. That's how he is. <laughs> so you got all time. your info out? Mondays you're at the... Mondays uh, I'm here at the university. What about the other days? You know, Tuesday I usually like to do the uh, restaurant Moe's has a show. Okay. Wednesdays I'm usually at the club, at the Wise Guys Comedy Club. Up in the club. At the club. And, uh, and uh, yesterday the show got crazy, so it's a fun time. It got crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday nights are always crazy. I need yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, you need to go. Support it. It's fun. And then I'm uh, somewhere sporadically on the weekend, so I always put them out there. Between your things. We're going out on Hollow Out. Well, boys, Woo. thanks for uh, thanks, guys. Thank making you. this yeah. a great show. Thank we you. appreciate you. I had a lot of fun. Yes, we'll, we'll see, see you guys, guys soon. on Tuesday.